welcome to Where I Long to Be, a Magical Trip Report podcast. Today is exciting because it is the very first official Trip Report episode. I'm delighted to share the interview that I did with my dear friend, Jeanette, and her best friend, Marin, who visited Walt Disney World in April. First up is their pre-trip interview, where you'll get to hear about the plans they have going into the trip, and that will be followed by a post-trip interview so you can hear how things actually went. For anyone who is here more for the post-trip interview, that timestamp is in the show notes so you can skip ahead if you'd like. This is a lengthy episode filled with lots of details, so I hope you enjoy long podcasts like I do. As a bit of housekeeping, if you have a trip coming up and you'd like to be a podcast guest, please use the link in the show notes to submit yourself for consideration. I do have one more April trip report episode that will be coming out very soon and my own trip report episode for May. And I have a few lined up for June, but I'm just getting started in this podcast journey. So I'm really looking to get as much trip report interview experience in as I can. So if you have a trip that you have not gone on yet, and you are available to do a pre-trip and a post-trip interview with me, I would love to consider you. So fill out that form that's in the show notes. And now on to the interview. Hello, and welcome to Jeanette and Marin. Thank you both so much for joining me here today. Thanks for having us. If you want to just take a second and introduce yourselves. Uh, Jeanette, do you want to start? Sure. Um, I'm Jeanette. I live in Brooklyn. I am a crazy Disney fan. I love pretty much everything about it. Disney history, especially the Disney parks. Um, I have been to the parks, I don't know how many times at this point. Um, At least 20. Uh, And quite frequently over the past two years with my good friend Marin here. So I guess it's time to introduce myself. Um, So I'm Marin. I am from Houston, Texas. Uh, I also am a crazy Disney fan uh, who loves all things Disney from, yeah, history. Disney history is great. Movies, of course, the parks. Uh, Also a big run Disney fan. Uh, I've been to Disney World I would also have to say I can't count at this point. At this point, I'm going like five-ish times a year. Um, But I did actually grow up going to Disneyland because I'm originally from California. I don't go to Disneyland quite as much anymore, but I'm trying to make it once a year if I can. Tell me a little bit about this trip. Uh, What are the dates that you are going? So this trip uh, coming up very soon is April 14th through 18th of 2023. And what made you decide on those dates? Well, I was going already uh, for the springtime surprise Toy Story 10 miler um, with my husband, my father, um, and another friend. We're all running the 10 miler. And since we had extra room at our resort, we figured Jeanette needed to go on another Disney trip. (laughs) What resort are you staying at that you have this extra room in? We're staying at a car suite at the Art of Animation. Nice. Have either of you stayed at Art of Animation before? I have. Have you, Jeanette? I have not. This (gasps) is my first time, and I'm really excited because this is like a hotel that my husband would never go to with me. Because it's so flamboyantly Disney. Um, so I'm really excited for the flamboyantly Disney-ness. But it has Skyliner connection. I mean. I know. I know. 
he likes to walk places. He likes to avoid all the public transportation. So how many people are going to be in your party? So we'll be a party of five. Ooh, party of five. Right? Five. What was his name? Matthew Fox from that show. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Disney probably owns it if they didn't before. <laughs> yeah, they, they pretty much own everything. So the party of five, that's going to be the two of you, obviously. And you said your husband, Marin? Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband, my father, um, and a friend of ours. Mariah, who Virginia actually met yes. the last time we were in Disney. Oh, I missed that. I, I got there a little later than you guys did. We all went to see Harmonious together. We did. R.I.P. R.I.P., but good riddance to the barges, I hope. Very true. Five of you going, what kind of tickets do each of you have? I'm assuming, Marin, that you're an annual pass holder. I hope that you're an annual pass holder going five times in one year. Yes. um, Everyone on the trip except for poor Jeanette is an annual pass holder, and she very much should be one, and Disney is just not being kind to us there. If they're listening, (laughs) let me have an annual pass, please. (laughs) Yes, I'm crossing my fingers that they start selling those again soon because she's gone a lot of times this year too. How many times has it been this year, Jeanette? So last year, I did my first run Disney race in April. And then since then, we've done trips together October, December, February. So three times. And February was an eight-day ticket, eight-day park hopper ticket. Wow. So you could have probably bought a couple annual passes. I could have, yeah. I could have bought an annual pass for myself, for my husband who wouldn't even use it, but it still would have been a better purchase. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. I still want to go. I mean, they've got me. I don't know what to say. I almost feel guilty inviting her on trips at this point because it's like everyone else has an AP. So to us, it's like, oh, we just have to get a hotel. No big deal. I could say no. Can you? No, I can't. (laughs) That's the trouble with having the AP, though, is that you really start working that Disney math to work in your favor because you're like, well, it's already paid for. I might as well, right? So once you're down there, what kind of local transportation are you going to use? Are you going to rely on Skyliner and buses? Are you renting a car? You know, I'm leaning towards renting a car. I usually like to rent cars on race weekends just because it's so much easier to get to the expo that way without Magical Express. I I generally would Uber to the resorts and I feel like Uber's a little bit too pricey and I've got a good discount with Avis. (laughs) So I've I've been renting cars lately for trips, even if I don't use them that much. Now that there's free parking at the resorts again, it's almost cheaper to pay for a car for the length of a trip than it is to Uber rides. So I haven't locked in my rental car, probably should do that. Um, but leaning that way for the airport transportation and then yes, Skyliner and Disney transportation once we're there. I love the Skyliner. It is so convenient and it's fun. It's like a little ride all in one, right? Yeah, I think it's really fun. Do you have any advanced dining reservations planned yet? We do, thanks to Marin making some magic. What do you have? Um, well, let's see. Uh, I like, we have Sanaa on Saturday afternoon, evening as like our pre-race meal. Um, I find Sanaa to be a pretty good pre-race option. Um, and then we also have 
way too many reservations because I just got excited and started making a lot of reservations. But our post-race celebration dinner on Sunday is we got into um, the new Roundup Rodeo at Hollywood. I'm pretty thrilled on that one. Um, And then our other big celebration is we are doing the uh, fireworks dessert party on Monday. Doing that Monday instead of race day. So that like Sunday, if we eat barbecue and we're tired, we can call it an early night um, and then have the energy on Monday to do the fireworks dessert party. Nice. Do you, did you have any ADRs that you wanted to get but couldn't? Um, I think we got them all. Uh, given that it's a shorter trip, I mean, I could come up with other restaurants I would want to go to. But I think for like the time we have, we did pretty good. I really would like to try, I'm going to butcher the name, Takuma Tai or Tay. Takumi Tay. The, there we go. I, I knew I'd I butchered it. Too. I've been looking if it popped up because it used to not be an ADR and now it is. And so. And it was closed for a long time too. Yeah. Well, and yeah. So right when it reopened, it wasn't an ADR and then it started to be one. And so that's okay. We'll go again. We'll get it another time. Didn't we have a reservation for Via Napoli? Wasn't that one of the ones that was holding a spot for a moment? We did. And I, and that's the same day as barbecue now so the barbecue and i would like to go there sometime because i have never been there oh no no i feel like i need to try to get it on another day no 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 we have enough (laughs) (laughs) and as we know there will be more trips sometimes i will hold multiple reservations in the same day within a couple hours of each other literally up until the day before when i'm on my trip so i can just figure out what i'm going to be in the mood for Um, Because sometimes they're hard to get. So you just want to hold on to them as long as you can. Um, Do you have any plans to use Genie Plus or do individual lightning lanes on this trip? Yeah, I mean, in general, I feel like we will do Genie Plus if it's not crazy expensive. Um, If, you know, we have enough time, like, like, because we go a lot on race weekends, um, sometimes it doesn't really make sense to get Genie Plus just because the amount of time that we have in the day at the park maybe doesn't make sense. Um, but if we do have enough time and it's not crazy expensive, then we like to get in on those rides uh, as fast as possible. We don't like lines. We're spoiled like that. We are. We are. And I think we'll be more likely to use individual lightning lanes even on days that we don't get Genie Plus because – um, I think Tron's an individual lightning lane now, right? So I think it is. And I think it's also the virtual queue. So you could potentially ride up twice in one day. Yeah, we might be able to get the virtual queue. We can try. Or do we both. Try yeah. some, we'll do try both. some magic for it. What are some of your trip priorities? So I know that you're doing the run, but anything else that you specifically are going to prioritize while you're there? I think the run's going to definitely be the biggest for us. Um, And then food's always a major priority. Uh, Flower and Garden Festival is going on. um, So I'm excited to see that. That tends to be my favorite festival when it comes to food because I'm mostly vegetarian. And so like that has the most interesting foods for me. So I'm excited about being back for the Flower and Garden plus I love the topiaries. I love the topiaries too, especially Piggy and Kermit. So cute. I know. Oh my goodness. I just saw a picture of that. I almost sent it to you. So cute. And then I think happily ever after and and the fact that we scored the dessert party is like very exciting. I had only seen 
happily ever after once before it went away. So I'm very relieved that it's coming back. And I'm very excited that we're doing the whole dessert party thing. I'll probably cry if anyone's wondering. Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, I did last time, so I'm sure I will again. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the moment Tiana is up there singing, oh, that's okay. what gets me. I think the moment like it starts, I just... It, that song is one of my alarms to wake up to, um, yeah. and it's on my running playlist. It is say, it's a frequent rug- running song for me. It will often be the one that I'll like start my running with. I'm like, okay, I'm going to run. Turn on Happily Ever After. That, that's why it's the alarm. It's like, Marin, get your butt out of bed so you can go run. And then like partway through the run when I'm like, oh my gosh, I live in Texas and I'm running in the summer. This is a terrible decision. Boom, Happily Ever After. And it's like, oh, it's just like Disney, way too hot to be running, and yet here I am. So <laughs> so do you have any other Disney songs in your running playlist for anybody else out there who is either a runner or looking to start running? I think half my playlist is Disney songs, probably. I think Almost There, good one, but don't listen to it too soon, because right, you don't want to think you're almost there when you've got mm-hmm. miles to go. Um, go the distance is also a great one. Just gonna say that. Yeah, oh, I stole yours. Go well. the distance. Any of the muses songs from Hercules are great. I have an entire playlist of just Disney songs, and then I have a couple of different playlists that are a mix of like pop music and Disney music. And I have one like that that's Christmas pop music and Disney music <laughs> and some <laughs> Disney Christmas music. Are these on, on Spotify? Yeah, so I'll share these. Please. Share I, these would, I would love to get inspired, especially now that the weather is starting to get a little bit warmer. I have been so just like stuck in my house and I need to get out and start moving again. And I think if I had a good playlist, that would really help. Let's walk through your days. Um, so you're, I assume, both flying. Yep. We meet down there. The 14th is your arrival day. Are you arriving around the same time? Yes. We all got the earliest flight we could possibly get so that we could get as much juice out of the squeeze of the first day as possible. I think mine is the latest flight of the three women, and it gets in at 9, 10 a.m. Yeah, we're we're around 8 or 8.30, and my dad's on the same flight as me. My husband's actually not getting in until Friday evening. He couldn't take off work Friday, but he'll be fine. We'll, we'll deal with him later. But yeah, we I think we all land close to 8.39 in the morning, so really early flights for yep. us. Yeah. And I'm coming into the new terminal, Terminal C. Have you been to Terminal C before? I have been to Terminal C because I like to fly JetBlue, and now JetBlue goes into Terminal C. What do you think about it? It's kind of off in its own space. But it's got all the cool stuff. It is nice, but it's like, it's not in this, it's not the same building where you would, if you were, let's say, going to grab a bus or something, you have to go to the other terminal to get to any of those connection, connecting transportation. And I'll have to do it to get to my friends. <laughs> yeah, I experienced that in February, having to go over because we were using Sunshine Flyer on that trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the terminal itself is so nice. They have the Disney store there. They have the Universal store, everything right there. You've already gone through security, which I think in the 
the main part of the building, you're not through security yet when you see that Disney store and the Universal store, if I'm remembering correctly. And they have a wine bar, George. We love wine bar, George. Mm -hmm. They also have, um, I think it was Art Smith has a diner there in that terminal. So we were able to sit and have like a little bit of brunch, um, which was fantastic. I mean, it was a diner, but it was what we like to refer to in our household as a finer diner, which means it's a fancy diner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so you're going to land, you're meeting up, you're going to go grab your rental car that you will be making a reservation for soon. And where are you heading first? Well... I think it's going to depend on how the flights really shake out. We have a park pass for Animal Kingdom. So there's definitely the option of throwing stuff in the trunk and heading straight there. Um, Because that's one place I don't mind driving and parking. Um, Sometimes that's quicker. Uh, Or we'll swing by Arda Animation and drop our stuff off and hop on a Disney bus. That's one of those decisions I we usually end up making day of just based on like, oh, whose flight got delayed? But you think either way, you will definitely get there as quickly as possible to Animal Kingdom, you think? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. No hanging by the pool. No. <laughs> no, we have a mission. We have to get to Nomad Lounge. <laughs> what do you like to get at Nomad Lounge? Oh, um, my favorite drink is the Spice Trader Classic. And then I love the uh, Gobi Manchurian cauliflower. Those are my like top two items, I think. I love the lobster mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever had anything there that was not good. So I think yeah. you really can't go no. wrong. Everything is good. Even, even if they have specials, get the specials. They're good. Get the specials, get the churros. I'm so excited about the churros because February of 2024, we're bringing my sister and her kids and my sister has celiac. So I'm so excited to introduce those churros to her because they're gluten-free and you'd never know it. They're so good. No, you really wouldn't. That's awesome. Disney magic churros. Disney magical churros. Yep. So what else for the rest of the day? You're going to stay there till park close. What's the plan? Yeah, probably most of the day um, or close to park close. I think my my two must-dos for Animal Kingdom are always Nomad and the Safari. Um, Yeah, I don't know. What else are we doing that day, Jeanette? I don't think we've thought Friday through very well since it's day one and just kind of like, ah, we got to get here. Usually we go to the expo, but then my husband doesn't get in until too late, so we have to go to the expo Saturday anyway. I think my my thought was when I – so I made the park passes and I definitely thought like, okay, let's go to Animal Kingdom. Let's get in our Nomad Lounge time. Um, and if we want to stay in the park, we can stay in the park. And then I do have a hopper. So <laughs> we could hop to another park. We could hop over to one of the Skyliner parks and then Skyliner back if we don't have the car with us. Definitely could hit Epcot and start festivaling. I mean, that's always an easy option. We don't have dining reservations for Friday, so it probably will make sense for us to do some festival foodies um, on that Friday. And then we'll see if I'm world's nicest wife and I go back to the airport to pick up my husband or if he has to Uber. She's usually world's nicest wife, I think. (laughs) Because I drag him to Disney. (laughs) So next day, Saturday, the 15th, 
what is the plan for Saturday? So unfortunately, we will have to hit up the expo at some point that day. Are you thinking you'll do it early? I don't think it even opens till like 10 or 11 that day. So probably not. We'll probably hit up Magic Kingdom because that's where our park pass is. Yeah. Um, first thing is my thought. And then at some point, maybe when the crowds start rolling in and it gets too toasty or even right before our dinner reservation, we could go. Over. Oh, actually, that's a great idea. Because the expo, I mean, okay, it's not close to Animal Kingdom, but nothing is. Nothing is. Our dinner's at Animal Kingdom Lodge, but that's not a bad idea would be to go to the expo right before dinner and then go straight to dinner from the expo. Yeah, and and I got us two park passes to Magic Kingdom where they're five days. So five days, four parks. What park ends up being the like bonus extra park pass? Um, I do that because Tron is new. And while Marin and Mariah and I did get to be cast member guests and ride it in February, um, Ryan has not ridden it. Do you think your dad will ride it too, Marin? I'm I'm trying to decide if that one's going to be too much for him. My dad gets pretty bad vertigo on some rides. I'm like, I'm 50-50 on if that one's going to work. So I know he would love it. So I don't know. Maybe we'll give him a Dramamine and be like, go for it, dad. <laughs> yeah so for the for especially for those who didn't get to ride tron and then you know like i also want to ride tron again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think i gotta adjust my head position on it that was one thing i learned i felt like somehow i was looking down too much and I, it was just kind of awkward so i think next time just kind of shimmy around on the bike a little bit to feel like i'm looking up more Lesson learned for people who haven't ridden Tron. Don't stare down. Stare forward because it's a ride. That's good <laughs> advice. Would you say that the um, the ride vehicle, it, have you ever been on Hagrid's? Is it sort of a similar feel to riding that motorcycle? I haven't been on Hagrid's. you got to try I've it. I've only been to Universal Florida once in my life. Yeah. I mean, it feels a little bit, to me, it feels a little bit like a soul cycle bike almost. I don't know about that. I don't know what that feels like. You're like really <laughs> padded in. <laughs> like 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 a Peloton type like Yeah, like a Peloton yeah. type bike. No. Okay. No? Right. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what else to compare it to. Well, I'm excited to finally try it uh, in in May. My family is very jealous that I'll be going down for my solo trip and, and get to give it a, a try. Um, let's see. Okay, so dinner at Sanaa that night. And then what time do you have to get into bed if you have a race on Sunday? As soon as we're back from dinner. Um, and dinners are like 5.30 at the latest yeah. when there's a race the next day. Yeah, this one's 5.25. I mean, like, probably we will be going back to the room and getting our costumes together and climbing into bed. Um and if Jeanette wants to be sneaky and go do something else, that's totally cool. Yeah. I mean, that might be like, depending on, on the weather, that might be an evening that I decide to like go hang out by the pool or something. Because I, I love a little bit of pool time in my trip, but I'm kind of the loner in this group. So I will generally like find a little time to like sneak off to the pool for a minute. And you said get your costumes ready. Now, I know because... Jeanette and I are friends, that she is sort of known for her Disney outfits and especially her run Disney outfits. 
Are you able to reveal anything about your run Disney? Outfit? I mean, I, I'm sure you can because this will not play until after you've already done it. But <laughs> what are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Who are we wearing? We're wearing designs by Marin. Um, so we're not going with the Toy Story theme, oddly enough. We are going um, Muppet themed, but specifically Muppet Vision 3D. We are going as the 3Ds from the pre-show, which I'm going to have to look up their names before I put them on the costumes because I always forget. But it, I think it's Dinah, Doreen, and then Max because Debbie was sick and the union sent him. We know we know Debbie's the last one. So Mariah and I are the other two. And then my husband is Max. Um, and then my dad is going to be Fozzie, uh, since Fozzie is who brings the 3Ds out. Um, so it's a bit of an obscure reference, but I'm hoping... But we're gonna hilarious. Have, <laughs> but hilarious. And we will appreciate it if no one else. And I'm going to have our names on our shirts. So I have... Um, little halter tops that I have dyed for everyone. The the three colors, the like kind of teal, yellow, and magenta-y, light magenta-y. And then I'm going to make us some skirts. Um, and then my dad will have a, a Fozzie Bear hat and tie. Um, and I think I'm going to put like Waka 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 on his shirt so people know who he is as well. You should spell yeah. Waka 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 like W-A-L-K. Ha <laughs> ha. Or we could cross it out and put like run. Yeah. Yeah. And if people like can't think of this reference, the 3Ds from the beginning of Muppet Vision 3D, they're like, they sing, by the light, by the light, by the light of the silvery of the sun, not the moon. <laughs> <laughs> we will be singing that on course if anyone. Yes. Uh, so, so if anyone listens to this and then remembers, there were these weirdos singing on course and we don't know why should all come together for them now. I love it. I love an obscure reference like that. There's going to be so many cast members who are going to be like, Oh my God, do you know what I saw today? So that's going to be Marin gets a lot of that. I love cast member compliments more than anything. Her costumes, (laughs) her makes, like we went to uh, the Halloween party and she made pants that had the fabric pattern was the um muppets haunted mansion and the cast members like it was like cast member compliments constantly oh my god those pants that's so amazing so i love cast members it makes me so happy so many disney cast members are super fans so there's just something about when they like it you're like oh i did that so i cannot wait to see the pictures i hope that somebody will take a little bit of video of the singing so that we can see (laughs) you run past jeanette are you going to be there at the race as well are you going to be waiting for them at the finish line i have to see what the course is but i was thinking maybe what i might try to do is like skyliner over to like boardwalk or something and try to be along the path when they get there grab myself coffee there, whatnot. Um, Make us jealous of your coffee. I'll share my <laughs> coffee with you. <laughs> oh, that oh, idea. I'll be interested to see if you end up making it over there and how you work out that timing. I mean, I've never really gone to meet anybody on a race course before, so I don't even know how you would, how do you know where to be and when, or is it really just a matter of getting there and just kind of hanging? Yeah, I think the latter. Yeah, yeah, for the marathon, I, I, lo- I we love to go marathon weekend, and I love to cheer for the marathon. 
And fortunately, with that being so long, like by time people are in Epcot, the park's open. So I, I love going to Epcot and just cheering for people. Um, I even bought a drink for a runner in January, which was like really fun. Um, While they but were running. Yeah. Yeah, they like runners stop in Epcot to get drinks. And I was in line for a drink and a runner hopped in behind me. I'm like, what do you want? And she wanted the same thing as me. And I was like, two of those. So <laughs> I bought a drink for a runner. Um, yes, I have not done that. Uh, had a drink mid-race. But Epcot is always like the end, right? For the Epcot, marathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of, of a few of the races. Yeah. For the marathon, you're in Epcot a lot longer at the end. Um, the 10 miler is going to cut through Epcot at the end. But yeah, you could probably catch us in Epcot, maybe the boardwalk, maybe Hollywood even. Hollywood yeah. might be a good place to catch us. So Would it be o- – because be, you think it'll be open by the time – No, on the Skyliner, like outside the Skyliner, probably not yeah. in Hollywood. Okay. Okay. Just depends how early she wants to get up. I'm not going to hold it against her if she's like, I'm yeah. going to sleep while these fools run. I mean, I might I might I might ask for like a little message like, "Hey, we're at a certain mile point or something and try to coordinate it." We'll see, but obviously, don't want to add too much of a burden to your 10-mile run. I mean, you know we're stopping for a ton of pictures, so it's going to take us a while to get anywhere. So keeping you updated where we are seems very reasonable. Because I'll be standing in a 20-minute line for a picture with a character and texting right. And I And I know from past experience, we also will slow down to book Genie Plus or individual lightning lanes at 7 a.m., Along with many of the other runners, so. Yeah, it's so great. At seven, all of a sudden, like, you see a bunch of runners are no longer running. They are walking so they can look at their phones and make their Genie Plus um, and Lightning Lanes. You got to do what you got to do. So if you're going to be making Lightning Lanes for that day, what is your park for that day? The park for that day is Hollywood Studios, right? Yes. Because that's the day that we have uh, the barbecue. Yes. And it's perfect because... I'll have my Toy Story 10-miler shirt to wear post-race. Right. It is nice to, like, go to the park that is associated with the race mm-hmm. on the day of the race. You know, our Via Napoli reservation is late. Sorry. We could do both. We could do both. <laughs> no, we're not paying barbecue in Vietnam. What's the timing of that? Uh, they're only an hour and a half apart. I feel like we'll be at barbecue longer than that. Yeah. Okay, anything else planned for that day besides probably crashing from exhaustion later? Yeah, I was going to say, I think we have to be pretty flexible to the needs of the runners. That, like, if they need to crash, it's time to crash. The next day is Monday, April 17th. Are you going to have enough power in your legs to get up and walk again? Oh, heck yes. And we will skyliner ourselves over to Epcot. We actually have Space 220 for lunch. Um, My dad loves Space 220. And when we went in February, some of us were able to go, but he wasn't able to join us. And so had to make sure to get that one for him. Are you doing the regular dining room or are you going to do the lounge? I think I actually got us the dining room. Hey. And then I guess this is the question, Marion. Is that the day... That we complete DuckTales. <gasps> or do we need to like slide DuckTales into our Friday? <laughs> so for the listeners who don't know what DuckTales you're referring to, I know that they'll know what 
DuckTales is, but what are you referring to at Epcot? So they have a, a game that is available on the Disney Play app that is like a brand new episode, multiple brand new episodes of DuckTales, um, which I'm always missing. So very excited to, to see more DuckTales. Only in these episodes, you're a character and you make things happen and you find clues and then things happen around Epcot. Like, you know, and again, spoiler alert, like the eyes of the little miniature people by the train station glow because they've turned into zombies. Wait, the tiny little village? Yeah, Germany. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Bells start playing in the Christmas shop. Like all sorts of things happen because of this DuckTales adventure that you're on. I'm going to have to give it another try. I tried it once and I could not get my son or husband to pay attention long enough for us to really get into it. So I saw one little effect in the Mexico Pavilion and then we sort of abandoned it. But I need to see the zombies thing. Yeah, it's 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 really magical and we had to put a pin in it because I had to catch my flight home and Mariah and Marin were nice enough to completely put a pin in it and wait for me to to complete our adventures. I think we have like four more countries to go. I mean, to be fair, we may have to start over because my husband and my dad haven't seen it. And I think it is so cute that like it's everyone so needs to see all the countries. So yeah, we might we might have to do it all again. I will not protest. I, you know, get me a cocktail and ducktails, and that is a perfect Disney day. Cocktails. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like you, Marin. Because Jeanette will tell you any opportunity to bring a song into something. <laughs> I take it. So I love that. I knew Marin and I were destined to be good friends when we were in Epcot and we started singing Chippendale's Rescue Rangers theme song together. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're, we're faded. I don't think I even asked, but how did, how did the two of you meet? We met through an online sewing group. Um during lockdown, I picked up sewing again for the first time in 20 years and was very interested in making vintage repro. And there's an incredible woman named Gertie Hirsch who designs vintage repro patterns. And during lockdown, she was having Zoom sewing circles for her Patreon members. And so Marin and I would like see each other on these Zoom circles and, you know, we'd have Disney fabrics and we'd just like compliment each other's Disney fabrics or Star Wars fabrics or Muppet fabrics. And one time we figured out that we were going to be in Disney World at the same time. We met in Epcot, had a drink, and she somehow convinced me to do Run Disney and now we're like (laughs) best friends, so... That's yep. amazing. It's, you know what? It's incredible because Jeanette and I met online through a Facebook group called the FOMALY, which is Carly Weisel, who is a Disney journalist. It's her personal Facebook group. Um, and we met because I organized a meetup for people who live in New York City, which is where Jeanette and I both live. And um, the week that I joined the Facebook group. I mean, it was perfect timing. Yeah. 
which I'm not even that active in the group. I'm more of a lurker and a commenter. I hardly ever post, but somebody in one of the comments was saying something like, it'd be great if, if we could meet in person. And I'm one of those people that I'm like, let's just, we're not going to just talk about it. Let's do it. So I just posted, here's the day and the time central park, meet me in sheep's meadow. And it happened. And that's how Jeanette and I became friends. So it's, I, I love what, um, all of our combined loves of Disney have done to bring us an actual like real life community of people that we, we now know online, offline, and it's really special. So I love that story. Um, and I love, I, I have not seen your work yet, Marin. I'm looking forward to it, but if it's anything like Jeanette's uh, sewing skills, I am sure to be impressed because every time she's wearing something that she's made, I'm amazed, so. She's even better. Really? I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know about that. You're certainly more efficient than I am. <laughs> I don't even think that's true. I make things way in advance. This is true. She is such a good planner at life and Disney. Um, and so, yeah, I would say a lot of our Disney planning has to go to, has to be like, thanks to Jeanette. Um, though I, I will stock a good ADR for a while if I really want one. All right. We have made it to the final day of a trip, Tuesday, April 18th. What is the plan for the final day? How much time do you have in this day to do something? So my flight's really late, um, as our yours is pretty late too, right? We all got yep. fairly late flights. So we have practically a full day. Um, our park passes for Magic Kingdom. We don't have a dining reservation that day uh, at this point. Doesn't mean we won't add one. We don't have any brunches or breakfast. Maybe we need to throw a breakfast in there. I do love breakfast. Or you know what? We'll probably go have breakfast at Riviera. And then that's perfect. We don't need yeah. a reservation. We don't need a reservation. Um, but yeah, that'll be our, our last day. So we have Magic Kingdom, because I guess as Jeanette was saying, like if you have a double park, that's a, a good one to have given everything else we have going on. So yeah, we would even have time to probably park hop to Epcot before we left for the airport if we wanted to. Right. Especially if our luggage is all at the Art of Animation, it's easy to get back. Magic Kingdom, Monorail, Skyliner from Epcot. I like to have the last day kind of open just in case like something else doesn't work out and it's like, oh, it's okay. We still have Tuesday. We can go do more DuckTales or something like that. You know, the thing with Magic Kingdom is like if we decide that that Monday we don't want to go back to Magic Kingdom, we can easily switch to at least two of the other parks. But sometimes magic is poof, gone. All right. Um, let's see. Any other questions? Do you either of you have any pre-Disney trip rituals, anything that you have to do before every trip? Um, probably decide last minute that I feel like I need to make another outfit and try to do that. I don't think that's a good ritual, but like my husband will tell you the day before a trip, I'm always like, oh, I should have just made one more thing. I'm going to go try to make a skirt real quick. And he just rolls his eyes. So I guess this is, I guess this is an example of me being ahead of it because now I'm, I'm in the midst of making something that I will probably end up bringing that will be like a new make. And I'm trying to make a dress 
for an event I have on Thursday here in Houston. Oh, and then I still have to finish the running costumes this weekend. Oh, and then I'll probably be like, what else can I squeeze in? So yeah, that's, she's, she's better at this. But I also think it's because I don't have as much stuff going on. Like I'm not running as many races as you are. I'm not, you know, we can fix that. I don't have a, I don't have something to go to on Thursday. All right. So anything else about this trip you want to share? I'm hoping to get a tropical serenade because Virginia introduced me to the tropical serenade when I was at Disney last time. And I don't believe it's going away after the 50th. It's sticking around um, and it's delicious. And I hope I can get one. So my experience with the Tropical Serenade, which is available over at uh, where you buy the Dole Whips in Magic Kingdom. Aloha Isle. Aloha Isle, yes. Uh, I wanted to say Sunshine Seasons, and I was like, that's not right at all. Um, <laughs> so it there was some kind of other uh, treat there. It was the same treat, but they it had a different name. So my feeling is, is that they keep trying to make it seem like they have something new, but it's really the tropical serenade under different names. I'm okay with that. They can call it whatever they want to call it. Just put coconut soft serve over pog juice and I'm With a pineapple upside down cake, cake pop. It is so good. You left that part out. I mean, that's the bonus. Oh, that sounds excellent because I love the pineapple upside down cake with the Dole Whip, but gosh, that's a lot of cake. So I like no, the idea just a pop. of, yeah, I like the idea of the pop instead. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And my opinion is, is that of all the Dole Whip flavors, the coconut is the best. hundred percent. Team coconut for life. I love coconut, but like, I don't know, Dole Whip pineapple's just classic. Well, then you can get the mix. You get the okay, swirl. Fine. The pineapple and the coconut. Best of both worlds. Well, on that note, um, I think we've got everything we need here. And the next time I speak with you both will be after you've already taken this amazing trip. So we will flash forward now to post-trip. Hi there, it's Virginia popping in to say that in this post-trip interview, there is a little bit of clicking going on for Marin's vocal track. I tried to clean it up in editing, but it couldn't completely be removed. It's not terrible. It almost sounds like a light crackling you'd hear if you were listening to a vinyl record. I just wanted to give you a heads up to acknowledge it and so that you don't think it's your headphones. It's actually in the recording and it's only her vocal track. I did some Google sleuthing and I think it may have had to do with the headphones not being plugged in quite tight enough. So it's something I'll make sure to check on with future guests so it's sure not to happen again. And now back to the show. And welcome back. You are here live in the studio and you have been on your vacation. So now let's talk about how it went. So first of all, the first question I have written down is, Marin, did you make any last minute makes? Uh, Surprisingly, I did not sew anything, but uh, we did squeeze in making custom happily ever after shirts using the um, brother version of a cricket. Um, Okay. We'd found a design, Jeanette and I had found a design online we really liked. 
I'm still new at making these shirts uh, and using the Cricut. And so I ended up actually having to design something different entirely because the design we found was way too complicated. <laughs> so everyone for the Happily Ever After fireworks dessert party had their own Happily Ever After shirt. Um, but I did not end up sewing anything else last minute, surprisingly. Happily Ever After comeback tour. Yes, comeback tour. Oh, okay. So do they have a concert theme to them? Um, so not, that's what we were going for with the original design that turned out to be way too complicated. Thank you, Etsy sellers. Uh, lesson learned, if someone is selling something on Etsy and you have the option to buy the image or the shirt, probably just buy the shirt just if you're still shirt. new to making shirts. Um, but they, they say Happily Ever After comeback tour. The Happily Ever After is like the official Happily Ever After logo. And they have a castle with Mickey fireworks. And below it, I was going to put the dates, but then that font ended up being too small. And it was just like, nope, nope, simplify. So Yeah, I've done that with my Cricut before where I've had the best of intentions. And then I'm like, this font is so small. There, No, everything's getting stuck to the, I can't mm -hmm. read anything. Mm -hmm. If you have a Cricut, you'll know what we're talking about. Um, well, anyway, okay. And how did the flights go? Well, the flights there were fine. <laughs> We can talk about the flights home later. I think it was totally smooth for all three uh, coming in points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you met up at the airport, right? Yes. I got the deluxe service of they picked up the car, did the errands running, and then picked me up. So it was better than a Magical Express. I think we have this memory of what Magical Express was. And yes, it was free and it was included, but. And they took your luggage. They, that was the magical part. And I have to say, I really miss the checking in your luggage at the resort on your checkout day and not even having to go do that at the airport. Yep. I miss that part way more than them bringing your luggage to the resort. Because honestly, sometimes I would fly in so late that I'd still have to pick up my own luggage if I did uh, Magical Express. But yeah, the checking the luggage at your resort before you went back to the airport, not having to worry about it all day. That was that was incredible. I miss that very much. Yeah. Well, let's not dwell on the past and things that <sighs> don't exist anymore. So everything with the rental car was fine the whole week. No hiccups or issues there. You know, the only thing I would say is I keep requesting like sedans with trunks from the Avis at, at MCO and I always get an SUV. Like they never have sedans with trunks available, but with the amount of luggage the five of us ended up having, um, that was fine. So yeah, it was good. It was a like a Ford Edge or something. Good car, no low tire warnings this time or anything. So yeah, it was, it made sense. Picked up the car. Went and got a couple cases of water and some snacks and then went back for Jeanette at very fancy Terminal C. Very nice. Okay. And then you were contemplating heading straight to Animal Kingdom or possibly dropping your things off at Art of Animation. What ended up happening? Because of my paranoia with not having a trunk and being able to hide our suitcases, we did go to the resort to drop off the luggage. That's one of the reasons I want a car with a trunk is so you can't see that there's luggage in the back. Um, so we did go drop um, our luggage off at Art of Animation, um, which was really efficient, actually. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that with the, the SUV because I know that we have an SUV and it does have a, a thing that you can pull out to cover things, but not if it's full of luggage. Well, and for some reason, rental cars, they always take that thing out of it. Um, 
so your stuff is fully exposed in the back. Yeah, because I, I have a Jeep that, like a Grand Cherokee that has a pool thingy, and they don't have that in the, the rental SUVs, but that's okay. It was really easy for us to check our luggage, and what was actually a pleasant surprise, spoiler warning, uh, when we got back to the resort, Jeanette got back there first, they had actually delivered the luggage to the room ahead of time, which I did not realize they did that anymore. I thought you had to be there to collect it, but they had delivered it for us. I thought so, too. I, I think we even said that we should call. Mm-hmm. But, so I was go- I went back to the resort by myself and went into the room to call and the luggage was just already there. So, Wow. I mean, that's a little pixie dust, I suppose. Um, okay. So you went straight to Animal Kingdom and the priority here was Nomad Lounge. Was that the first stop? Absolutely. All right. Tell me what you ordered. <laughs> well, so we were a little nervous because we actually got there after 11, right? Usually for Nomad Lounge, you want to be lined up at like 1030, 1045. We got there at 1110 and I was like, oh, can we get on the wait list? And they're like, actually, we have a table inside available right now. And so that was another little bit of pixie dust for us. Um, But yeah, so they had a new drink uh, or a special Earth Day drink that was called, oh, Jeanette, what was it called? Was it like flower and bee or something? Bee and the elephant. The bee and the elephant. Yeah, because it's gray looking. I saw the photo and I was reading the ingredients and it sounds right up my alley. However, just for listeners, this was this is only for the month of April, I think. It's actually dark purple. Oh, okay. It's dark purple and it has these little sugar bees floating at the top. Mm -hmm. And it's like gin, Mm -hmm. lavender, honey, and it's pretty straightforward. That's exactly what it tastes like. Gin and lavender and honey. <laughs> it was good. I was reading something about it's sort of a nod to the fact that they try to raise bees near elephants, and I cannot remember the reason. So they there's a, a thing that I think it was through Disney that was discovered that bees are, no, elephants are afraid of bees. And so farmers in Africa um, now have beehives around their gardens to keep elephants from getting in and damaging their gardens. And at the same time, uh, they also now have the bees as a source of honey and additional income. Um, And I think somehow that was something that was discovered through Disney and Animal Kingdom. And yeah, Um, so it was a nod to that. Yeah, that's cool. It looked delicious. It it was cute as a button. Um, And I'm sad I won't get to try it. Um, What else did you get besides that fancy drink? We got a lot of our usuals. We got the the goby, the cauliflower. We got um, lobster mac and cheese. Although it tasted different this mm-hmm. trip, it like it was like a tangier cheese. It was still delicious, but it did not taste like it normally does. And we know we're experts. <laughs> um, Marin and her father got a tuna, right? The tuna poke bowl. Yeah, we hadn't tried that before. It was good. Um, I think the goby and the cauliflower or the Gobi and the lobster are still the winners, but the the tuna poke was good. And our girlfriend Mariah got uh, pumpkin soup, the special mm-hmm. soup of the day, and we we took a little taste of that, and that was delicious too. Nice. Yeah, she almost always tries the soups. Um, and then of course we ended 
with churros. I was going to say, I have not heard churros yet. And <laughs> hadn't got to that course. I know. Saving the best. <laughs> All right. So um, where did you head next? Dinosaur. Yeah. Unfortunately, wait times were uh, a little high for some things. And it was another really expensive day for uh, Jeannie. So it was, you know, priority was food, but dinosaur was not, not a terrible wait at that time. Do you remember what Jeannie was? $35 the first two days that we were, we were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just a bridge too far. Is that true? No, it was only the first day. No, it was the first two. It wasn't, wasn't the it? first two? Okay. <laughs> well, now I'm, now I'm second guessing myself because we did get a lot done on Saturday. So maybe it wasn't on, maybe it was just Friday. I think you're right. I it think was it was just, just, I think it was, I had looked at it on Thursday and it was still 35. And then I looked at it on Friday and it was still 35. And I was like, when is it going to go down from 35? Because it had been 35 for like the whole week of Easter. Mm-hmm. And now it was like kind of, look like it was gonna be two weeks of $35. I'm like, I don't now I'm now I'm being I feel skeptical of you with Disney World. I feel like you're just trying to get away with this for as long as you can. Yeah, I feel like if you're going to maybe Magic Kingdom on a really busy day, I would probably pay $35. But I don't think I would ever pay that much for Animal Kingdom because there's just not as much to do there. And you can just enjoy the atmosphere without having to go on a exactly. lot of too. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So you headed over. You did Dinosaur. Did everybody mm-hmm. everybody rode that. I know some people don't really love Dinosaur. We did all ride it. Okay. And I maybe am the person who likes it the least, I guess. But mm-hmm. we were in the front row, and I had a really fun time. Like It was probably like one of my better experiences of Dinosaur. I mean, I'm so easy. Like I'll, I'll go on any ride. I don't, mm-hmm. I'll go on any ride. Um, but, um, but it was really fun in the front row. And there was a kid behind us who was afraid, but then he got into it. It was really cute. So. Aw, my favorite pre-show video is Dinosaur. <laughs> and our photo pass picture from it um, is delightful because I am making a ridiculously fake screaming face and have my hand up and Somehow special illusion effects looks like the guy behind us is holding my hand. <laughs> it looks like an older man is holding her hand and even his face looks like he's like trying to calm someone down. <laughs> That's funny. All right, well I'm look I hope you will share that one because I'm looking Absolutely. forward to that. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, where did you head next? Outside of Dino Land USA or did you we kind stay of over there? walked. We decided that we just wanted to do like a like a walk around. There was some debate on if we were going to do um, the River Rapids, the Collier mm-hmm. River Rapids, um, but the line was just a little too long. But we wanted to stay in the park just a bit longer, so we walked around. And then Mariah and I are big Everest fans, so we ended up jumping into the single rider line. Nice. And unfortunately, that causes me and my father motion sickness. So we sat at the location formerly known as uh, Kite Tales or whatever the night show was and just looked at the water and relaxed. Did you see any flotillas then? We saw the drummers. We saw just the drummers was the only flotilla that went by when we were chilling out there. 
Um, my son is a huge fan of Everest. And I think when we were there in February, we rope dropped and we rode it, I want to say four or five times in a row. And that was my limit, apparently. Little, little jarring if you do it too many times. Um, okay, so you did your walk around and then is that when you went back to the resort? Well, technically we all went back to the resort, mm-hmm. um, but I went in, I went back to the room. Oh, okay. Yep. And the rest of us grabbed the rental um, and hit up the expo. You know, we had originally said we weren't going to do the expo until my husband got in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my dad, Mariah, and I decided to just go ahead and knock it out real quick and just make sure my husband did it the next day when he got there, which he did. Um, so we went ahead and hit up the expo to get our bibs um, and our shirts and a little shopping, but only my dad bought anything, interestingly enough. Huh. Can you describe the sort of things they have available there? Yeah. Um, so when you get to the expo, you know, the first thing you go do is get your bib and then you go pick up your official Disney shirt. Um, and when you go pick up the official shirt, there's a little expo shopping area that has, um, outside vendors, non-Disney vendors like Corksicle, cause they're usually a sponsor, um, the fit to run store. So, you know, if you forgot your running belt or some other thing like that, that's a good place to pick it up um, or to buy one if you forgot one. Um, so for example, my dad didn't pack enough socks. So he bought himself some new um, feature socks. Those are his favorite socks for both running and for the park. Um, and then he got himself a, a shirt that says, I am speed. Um, it's a very <laughs> lightning McQueen. Um, and then there's like some other vendors um, who are selling uh, curling irons and uh, non-running stuff like that. Jeanette has perhaps uh, visited <laughs> the curling iron salesperson before. I bought a very expensive curling iron during the princess races that I think I only bought because I was like stressed. <laughs> you, you stress bought a curling iron. You stress bought a very expensive At a running iron. expo. Yeah. At wow. a running expo. As, one does. Expo. Mm-hmm. One, does. as one does. And have you used it since then? I have tried. I cannot get it to work well in my hair. But when the salesperson did it, very it looked cute. It was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. Um, and so then besides that, that part of the expo with the kind of third party vendors, uh, there's another part that's just the run Disney merchandise. And that's the mm-hmm. one if people ever see like there's a virtual queue for um, expo merchandise. That's what that's for. That's only usually on the first day. So we were able to walk right in and look at the run Disney merchandise and mm-hmm kept myself from buying anything amazingly. So good expo time. So after the expo, what did you do? You were all up early. Were you ready to collapse or did you head over to Epcot for dinner or? We headed to Epcot. I mean, we were ready to collapse. I think we sat down for just a second before heading to Epcot. Um, But no, had to go get our snack on. I, because I didn't go to the expo, had oh, some time yes. to relax. Um, I got back to Art of Animation and geeked out over how cute the Cars area is, how cute our Cars room is, and um, walked around and took pictures, took selfies with the different Cars characters. I am not a huge Cars fan, but the theming of this area at the resort is just, it's perfection. It's so cute. Um, and then I took a dip in the cozy cone pool and I was lucky enough to get my own little cozy cone. Like they have a little, um, what would they call them? Like, is it a bungalow? Cabana? Like a cabana. Cabana, yeah. yeah. They have like little cabanas, except rather than looking like cabanas, they look like 
giant, you know, traffic cones. It's a cone banner. It's a cone banner. <laughs> yes. I looked out and I got a cone banner and I, you know, cooled off in the pool and relaxed and read. And, and so by the time they got back, I was completely ready to go again and probably was like, come on, guys, let's go. Come on, guys, let's go. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So how was Flower and Garden? Um, I have to say in the past, I have loved Flower and Garden. It's kind of been my like ideal because as a, you know, primarily a vegetarian, um, I also eat fish. Uh, I feel like um, previous Flower and Garden festivals have been so nicely vegetable and fruit forward. Mm-hmm. I did not really find that to be the case this time. There was definitely like fruits and vegetables incorporated in dishes, but it was quite meat heavy and quite fried food heavy. Hmm. Um, so there were definitely some hits that we found in the festival, but overall it was, you know, I we have been to all th- three festivals this year, four mm-hmm. festivals this year, all four. Um, and it was probably my least favorite of the year because of that. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. I mean, we can still tell you what dishes we enjoyed for yeah. sure. What was good? What do you recommend for anybody who is going to Flower and Garden, which includes me? You want to start, Marin? Um, Well, I don't want to steal too much of your thunder, but I think the violet lemonade that everyone always has pictures of, the purple frozen one with a little flower on top, it's probably still one of the best drinks. Um, you know, I love that the festivals have small beverages with alcohol so you you know you hope that you're not seeing as many drunk bros around uh epcot i mean don't worry they were still there but i do like the the smaller drinks so you can have something with a little alcohol and still enjoy yourself and that one is a non-alcoholic drink that is just absolutely delightful i got that one twice you did yes so i think that's always my probably number one and i'm glad it's always back at the festival I was really excited about the Citrus Blossom booth. I wanted to try everything at the Citrus Blossom booth. There was um, citrus uh, tempura shrimp, uh, brie with like a citrus glaze, um, and a key lime pie, which just happens to be one of my favorite desserts. And everything was good. Everything was quite sweet, though. So it, mm-hmm. it sort of felt like even the savory dishes were like a little desserty. Honestly, the brie was probably sweeter than the key lime pie. A hundred percent. Really? I loved it, though. Like, but 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 it's like a brie dessert. Like mm. if someone goes in looking for savory brie, that's not what you're getting. But it is a delicious cheese dessert. hundred mm-hmm. mm. percent. Well, all of that sounds delicious. I was going to say my other big winner was at uh, Morocco, the saffron cake, um, saffron orange blossom. Mm -hmm. Yep. It is not overly sweet. It is light. It is delicious. Um, We didn't get that one that day, but just thinking about the festival in general, I would say that was, that was probably one of my top finds for this trip. And probably the prettiest dish at the festival, but also very delicious because she shared some with me just a little was there any good flower and garden merch everything was really orange bird themed which if you love the orange bird then yes it was great um the pass holder stuff was also pretty cute but i did not end up buying anything 
because um, the pass holder stuff had what snow white figment and the what was it the orange bird on it had all three um but yeah i mean you know there's a spirit jersey with the orange bird um a couple of other t-shirts um corksicle bottle all that jazz Button down but... shirt i mean because the other thing about it there being so much orange bird uh birch was that it was very orange and I really like orange bird but I don't love wearing a lot of orange so it was like okay that's really cute because it's orange bird but it's also like orange all over your body like I, <laughs> I actually saw some people wearing it who probably look better in orange than I do and I was like yep it's still a lot of orange <laughs> yeah I feel the same way I love orange bird I think orange bird is really cute I'm drawn to the merchandise I just can't with the clothing I mean, maybe I could do something that was more white with an orange bird accent to it. But mm-hmm. I remember there was a spirit jersey um, that was orange bird themed that actually showed up at the character warehouse outlet. And I almost considered it because it was a good price. But I was like, you're not going to wear this. It's too orange. That's when you have to put the rule down. Would I buy it if it wasn't on sale? Mm-hmm. And if I wouldn't buy it, if it wasn't on sale, I don't buy it. That is a good rule to have. I like that. <laughs> Okay, so that was uh, most of Friday, right? Unless you did something else after eating at Epcot. Uh, We did actually squeeze in both Living with the Land and Soarin' that day because the weights were not bad. We had our own boat. Yeah, we had our own boat. (laughs) I'm Living (laughs) with the Land. Just Mm -hmm. for the five of us. Four of us. Four. Four, yeah. We hadn't picked my husband up um, yet. But yeah, it was, uh, you know surprisingly short weights at Epcot given the $35 for Jeannie that day. So, um, but yeah, then the only other thing we did that evening was I didn't have to go pick my husband up from the airport. I did go get him because I am so nice. Um, (laughs) wife of the year, (laughs) wife of the year, didn't make him Uber, but, um, you know, no traffic in the evening. So that was easy and came home and went to sleep. We're all ready to crash by then. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you were planning on rope dropping the next day. Is that right? At Magic Kingdom? We kind of did. So I woke up to do um, the virtual queue for Tron, Mm -hmm. which I have a pretty handy uh, trick for. And I was able to get us boarding group 10. Okay. So let's pause a moment. (laughs) Share your secrets. Uh, Do I dare? Um, so if you've done a virtual queue where you're like, okay, let me do this at 7am and then you go right at 7am and your heart is broken because somehow weirdly they're already full. That is because technically Disney opens it up three or four seconds before Mm -hmm. 7am. So I've got my phone with my My Disney Experience app opened up, my group selected, all that stuff that you can do prior to 7 a.m. Then I have my handy Garmin watch, which tells me what second it is, not just what minute it is. And I'm looking at that second countdown for the left for, you know, at 6.59. And when it gets to be like 6.59.56, I click refresh mm-hmm. or I pull down the screen. Um, and yeah, for that particular day, I got boarding group 10, which meant our boarding started at 9 45 AM. 
Okay. So we didn't exactly rope drop, but um, we did get there pretty close to opening, which meant we got to do something that I have never done before, which is ride a Main Street vehicle. <gasps> oh, that's exciting. So why don't you tell us where you go to do that? Do you have to flag somebody down? Is it like waiting at a bus stop? How do you get to do that? Well, we walked into Magic Kingdom and saw a red vehicle right there, empty, driver standing by, and we just like shuffled over and was like, can we? Can we? Is it, can this be us? <laughs> and they were like, yes, of course. I think we may have maybe, I mean, this is kind of guessing, but um, we may have maybe been their last loop around mm-hmm. because it was starting to get a little more crowded with foot traffic. Um, they had to do a lot of toot toots to get through, to get through (laughs) the crowd, which we then, um, echoed in the back, toot 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 toot. Um, but it was really fun, uh, and, uh, and, and really simple. So I think they're just parked kind of around the hub when you first come in and you just approach one and ask if you can ride. And it dropped you off at the end of Main Street or you rode the whole way back or how did that work? The castle hub. It drops okay. you at the castle head. Okay. Yeah, it's a one-way trip. Um, and they tell you that when you get on board, like, hey, this is a one-way trip. This is where you're going to get off. It's like, okay, that's perfect, because we're heading to Tron. Yeah. <laughs> right in front of the bridge to Tomorrowland, basically. So nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. I need to try that at some point. All right. So you headed over to Tron. You've all ridden it before. so But I believe there were people in your group who had not ridden it. Is that correct? My husband and my dad had not. Um my dad did not end up riding it that day. He was a little worried about getting motion sickness uh, and then having the 10 miler the next day. So he saved it for later in the trip, but he did walk through the queue with us all the way up to when we were about to board. And that's when he uh, did the chicken exit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for anybody who's listening, who is, who has not been to Disney, if you ever in it are in a queue and at the last minute decide you don't want to ride for whatever reason, you're able to do what they refer to as the chicken exit. And it is fondly called that. And they have a way to get you out of the queue. And I will say that um, if you have a kid who needs to use the chicken exit, if they're old enough to sort of stand by themselves for a few minutes while you do the ride, they will let you do that. Because we had a number of, of years where Alex would go through the chicken exit at rock and roller coaster and wait for us on the other side. And what was it a minute and a half later or whatever there we showed up. Um, and it was always totally fine. And now it's one of his favorite rides. So. And honestly, if you've got someone with you who like knows they're not gonna be able to do the ride, like my dad knew that that was not a good idea that day, but he wanted to hang out and he wanted to see the virtual queue. Like it is totally acceptable. Disney is not going to look down on you or anything. Like we were just like, yeah, he's not riding. He gets motion sickness. He just wanted to see the queue. And they're like, oh, right this way. I mean, they spend so much time and effort on making those cues interesting. Of course, it makes sense that people would want to see it even if they don't ride the ride. After Tron, we, we discovered some excellent coffee in the Magic Kingdom with a non-ridiculous Joffrey's line. Really? At the little Tron snack place, they have um, two different sets of dumplings, neither of which are vegetarian, which is, you know, even for the non-vegetarian, I would like to see some more vegetables at Disney. Um, 
but they have a mocha coffee, which is essentially like a chocolate milk and cold brew, but it's really good. Yeah, it was good. Okay. And a nice alternative to the Tomorrowland Joffrey's that tends to get a very long line, even mm-hmm. though that is an awesome Joffrey's. Yes, it, it does get a very long line, but it, depending on the day, it, sometimes it's worth it. <laughs> um, okay, so where'd you head next? People Mover, right? Oh, of course, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, can't not do the people mover. That was a weird sentence, but yes, always have to do the people mover. There we go. Well, I guess we got a little breakfast before that. I got the new, I think they call it a cinnamon roll, but it was like monkey bread. It was like a monkey bread, yeah. Yeah. Where did caramel you get that? over it. Um, lunch, lunch pad? The lunching pad. Um, yeah, like under the people mover, that little mm-hmm. um, food vendor that usually is like hot dogs yeah I didn't know they were open for breakfast I think it might be new that they're open for breakfast and then yeah we got some breakfast tots um which were like tots with a chili con queso with an egg like a almost like an omelet <laughs> uh yeah it was like a cheese omelet on top of them and and then some sour cream uh, which were pretty darn tasty that does sound good yeah, I had no idea they were open for breakfast. If I had been over there, I would have probably walked a pretty long way to try to find something to eat for breakfast. Yeah, I do think it's new. Hmm. In fact, I think when they first announced that bread, that I might have sent it to Marin, being like, ooh, this looks yummy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so People Mover. Love the People mm-hmm. Mover. It's one of my absolute favorite rides. Um what did you do after the people mover? How can you top the people mover? We went pretty classic um, for our first round at Magic because our next stop was that Jeanette had gotten an excellent uh, lightning lane time for the Jungle Cruise, which is, of course, my favorite attraction. People mover is pretty close behind it, but Jungle Cruise is my favorite for sure. Well, I should give credit to Mariah. She booked the Jungle Cruise. I booked oh. the Tron. It's good that you booked it, though, because the Jungle Cruise can sell out with Lightning Lanes. And um, I'm not really sure which other rides in the Magic Kingdom sell out like that. It's kind of funny to me that that's the one that goes. And it didn't used to be. Yeah, it's not one that, like, usually um, blog posts or anything will recommend to be one of your first choice for Magic Kingdom. But if you don't care about Mind Train, if you don't need to ride Peter Pan then I think Jungle Cruise is actually the way to go. Yeah. 100%. I love Jungle Cruise. I, I can see why you like it, Marin, because you I've noticed in the, the little time that we've known each other now that I could imagine you being a Jungle Cruise skipper. It is my life's dream. It's, it's a dream, uh, yeah. <laughs> I would like to retire at 50 and then go audition to be a Jungle Cruise skipper. Uh, be told that I'm not good enough to be a Jungle Cruise skipper, keep trying really, really hard and work my way up to become a Jungle Cruise skipper. (laughs) Jeanette, if you were to retire and have a Disney job, what what would it be? Mm. Am I allowed to, like, still be a Disney princess? Like, go and be, like, a face character? Sure. You know, I just have to keep taking really good care of my skin. I, if I were going to guess for you, I might have said something like, oh, costume maintenance, where sure. you're going to work on all the costumes. Yeah. That would be fun. Perhaps. 
perhaps. Yeah. Can I wear them sometimes too, though? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, who's going to stop you? You have to try them on and make sure that they close properly. And <laughs> exactly. All right. What was after Jungle Cruise? You were over in the area of the uh, Aloha Isle. Unfortunately, we were too full from our breakfast, so we weren't able to do um, our Dole Whip stop, and we missed it. We skipped it all the whole trip. We didn't get any Dole Whip, sadly. Hmm. Well, I hope you made up for it in other treats and snacks. We definitely did, um, but we did Pirates because it was a short line, so we, even though we had the Genie Plus and um, we had, you know, plans continuing with the genie plus we just walked right on to pirates for genie plus were you trying to do a a method where you just did whatever was was next available or were you trying to stack or did you have a priority in terms of like the importance of a ride to you i think usually we do the latter like it's it's kind of about like sure what is available soon but what is available soon that we really love Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah Yeah. After Jungle Cruise, I mean, just as long as we do something fun, we're good. <laughs> yeah. Was man? I think Mansion was our next Genie Plus trip uh, pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had a long line at a couple points during the trip. So yeah, I think that was the next one we used the Genie Plus for. What time are we at in the day now? Are we approaching lunchtime? Because it's you've done a lot so far. Yeah, I think we did Mansion just before lunch. Mm-hmm. And then that's when we sent my husband away uh, to go do his packet pickup. Um, and the rest of us stayed and, and kept magicking it. Okay. What did you magic? Well, then it was, in fact, lunchtime. And they went to Pecos Bill to eat something uh, substantial and healthier. <laughs> and I ran off to, um, now I can't think of the name of the stop in the spot Friars Nook Friars Nook to get tater tots with cheese sauce on them oh okay all right well you didn't have your tater tots earlier in the day so I didn't and I didn't have to run a race the next morning so I could eat all the junk food and not worry about my stomach being mad at me (laughs) that's true very true Pecos Bills as usual very reliable for something in terms of carbs and protein Uh, Mariah had not participated in the monkey bread and breakfast tots so she had a, a full serving at pecos bill and dad and i shared something um, and that happened to be right at the time of the festival of fantasy parade so did you catch any of that while you were eating we actually managed to get seating outside of pecos bill in the little like covered patio area that faces the parade route so that oh, was nice yeah that was crazy that that table was available um but yeah, we got to sit there and, and watch some of the parade from there. And then Jeanette came and met us post-tots. I basically walked along the parade route, but in that like um, secondary walkway that mm-hmm. kind of goes between uh, Liberty Square and Frontierland. Mm-hmm. Along the water, exactly. So I was like parallel to the parade the whole time, but I could see everything as I was walking through with my tots. Are you both parade people or you can take it or leave it? Some people are really into parades. I wouldn't say I'm really into parades, but I like a well-done parade. And I do think the Festival of Fantasy is a really beautiful parade. Yeah. I feel like I've seen Festival of Fantasy so many times now. 
Um, it's great to catch it from where we are, but I'm not going to plan my day around it. Now, if this was boo to you, I'm going to be getting lined up and watching both runs of boo to you in one night. That, that is my parade. Um, but the other ones, like, they're great. Uh, I think Festival of Fantasy is beautiful, but I've seen it a bunch. This was only my third time seeing it, I think. So it's still, still fantastic to me. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I just sort of catch it when it happens to be going down the street. I don't think I've ever gone out of my way to sit and wait for a parade. I think I've seen all the parts of a parade, but at different times, because it just Mm -hmm. depends on whatever happens to be going past at that moment. Um, okay. So after lunch, uh, how long did it take your husband to finish what he needed to do at the expo? Um, he was there for a little over an hour, but he actually ended up going back just to the hotel and waiting for us there. Um, because we were going to do an early dinner that night. Um, so we, we stayed at magic a little longer without him. Uh, actually, you know what the longest part for him, he didn't end up taking the rental car. He ended up busing, uh, to the expo and waiting on the buses. Um, you know, the run Disney buses don't run at quite the same, uh, pace as a normal Disney bus. And sometimes you stop at multiple, multiple resorts. So for him, the longest part of getting, uh, his bib was to and from the expo, having to do the run Disney buses. Um, but yeah, so he went back to the hotel, um, and relaxed while we did a little bit more magic kingdom time. Do they have the run Disney buses to get you to the expo from the park or he had to go to a resort to catch one? He walked over to the contemporary. Yeah. You have to catch it from a resort. Okay. All right. So dinner, I have a note that you were eating at Sanaa. We have one other special part of uh, the magic kingdom day. I, we did, we rode the railroad, which I hadn't done a full loop on the railroad yet since it came back. But then we went to enchanted tales with bell, which I had never done before. Not only did we go to it, but Marin had a role in it. I had a role in it and our friend Mariah had a role in it. So pretty much we were three for four having roles in the enchanted tale. Usually they do not pick that many people who are standing clearly together. We must have tricked them. <laughs> yeah, we, we just looked like the kind of performers they needed that day, I think. So what roles did you have? I was Maurice shivering in the cell. Mm-hmm. And I was the wardrobe and I cannot remember her name right now, but I, I did the, oh! Mariah was a, uh, a guard. Mm-hmm. Did you have fun? One of the most important roles. Yeah. It was very fun. Yeah. I love Enchanted Tales with Belle, and I have not done it since it reopened, but I'm looking forward to it. And I just think that it's one of those attractions that it's very easy, I think, to overlook, especially if you don't consider yourself to be like a princess person. But it's one that you, you when you go into the cottage and the, uh, the surprise with what happens with the mirror and everything, and then to get in there and watch people play parts in it is a lot of fun, especially like the little kids that get picked. And then the Lumiere animatronic is amazing. It's probably the best animatronic in the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> I feel like I kind of took it for granted. Like I kind of just looked at it and it was like, oh, it's just Lumiere. That's just Lumiere. It's just right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like he really is there. It came to life. 
Yeah, I, I think that's got some of the best technology in Magic Kingdom. And I do, you're right, it's totally one that's easy to overlook. I hadn't done it in quite a while myself. And now I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, I need to do that more often. It's fun. And no wait. There was like zero wait for it. Right. Yeah. And then you get a guaranteed picture with Belle if you want one. So, yeah. Well, that's exciting. So did that wrap up your day or is there anything else to share about Magic Kingdom before you go to Sanaa? That was actually the end of the Magic Kingdom. Okay. So did you go uh, on an Animal Kingdom large bus to get to Sanaa or you met up with, oh wait, you had your rental car. So you went back to the hotel to grab your husband. Yes, we took, so we, we had bused to Magic. Um, I don't usually use the rental car to get to parks. I use it for resorts and for the expo. So yeah, we bused to Magic. Um, and so we bused back to Art Animation and that is where we did a little bit of refreshing uh, to look halfway decent for dinner after a toasty day in Magic Kingdom. Very and then, yep, day. picked up my husband and uh, went to Sanaa for dinner. How hot was it? I didn't ask how the weather was. It said it felt like 102. It was really? actually 91, I think. But it said with the humidity, it was very humid. It felt like 102. Wow. Okay. I feel like I've had hotter days at Disney, but it was it was toasty. In the shade, it wasn't terrible, though. Right. And we were, like, you know, in and out of places. So it was never like we were just, like, stuck boiling in the sun. Yeah. Are you both drinking wine? Is that what I see? My husband <laughs> just delivered me a glass of wine. It's, it know. looks like you're drinking matching beverages, and you're in two different states. And I'm like, I did not – get the memo i'm just having an iced coffee <laughs> well i i hope that your wine is enjoyable does it uh compare to any wines you might have had at sanaa or did you you did not get to partake because you had to run the next day you know one would think i didn't drink because i had to run the next day and that is often the case with a half marathon but it was just a 10 miler. So I may have had a beverage. Um, they actually had two drink specials. Um, again, I think they were Earth Day specials. Um, one was a whiskey drink, which my husband got. And the other and one, did. oh, and you did as well. Yep. Um, the other one that Mariah and I both got was a non-alcoholic gimlet that we asked them to add gin to because you can't have a gimlet without gin. Um, so it was like a, a lime and sparkling water or soda water, um, really refreshing. And it definitely tasted even better with a, a shot of gin in it. Nice. And how was the whiskey drink, Jeanette? It was good. I, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be something that I would be sad that you're missing if you're not going in April. Um, I also then tried the whiskey mule on the menu cause I wasn't running the next day. <laughs> Um, and I feel like of all the cocktails that I've had at Sanaa that my favorite was neither of those. It was probably the, the blood orange margarita. I like their blood orange margarita. So when yeah. I go back again, I will have that instead. How was, how was the food that you had there? Anything stood out as being, uh, something you would recommend? Um, my dad and I both had the sustainable fish dish, um, which 
actually at a previous race, a friend of mine had gotten, and I, I usually do the one where you, you pick two and it comes with rice. But my friend had gotten the fish at another trip and I was like, man, I really want that. That looks good. Um, and it was, and uh, it, it comes with like a, kind of like a curry sauce uh, that was not spicy. It was very tasty. Um, but my dad got the sauce on the side just to be very careful before he ran. As you can see, my dad's the sensitive guy. Um, and so we both had that and both really enjoyed it. Um, and I think everyone else did the get two items. Yeah. And I did the get two items, but it's, it's like you can get one of the meat, one of the vegetarian. And I just got two of the vegetarian. It's good. It's always good. Yeah. And the bread service is always fantastic. And I really like the samosas there. And then there was another like potato appetizer that our friend Mariah ordered and we shared in a little and that was also very good. So I mean everything there is just solid. Yeah. And the rice pudding for dessert, it's excellent. You know, carb loading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hadn't had that before and I love rice pudding. So that was a that was a wonderful addition. Oh, I love rice pudding too. Um, what was the flavor of it? I feel like it has some sort of citrus to it. Is it like a lime? Like kind of lime? I'm not sure. Hmm. It has like a little crumble on top too. It's it's just good. Hmm. <laughs> Jeanette, have you ever, uh, Jeanette and I are both in New York City for anybody who's mm-hmm. forgotten. Um, have you ever been to Rice to Riches? Yes. Ugh, so good. Marin, if you ever come to New York, we'll have to take you to uh-huh. Rice to Riches. It's a haven rice for pudding. rice pudding and like every flavor you could ever every think flavor. of. Every flavor. Yeah. yeah. It's I actually did a project on rice to riches in grad school where we were making a marketing plan for opening one up in Boston. So it did not happen. It was all fiction. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how you picked a project around rice to riches. <laughs> of course I did. Something I love. All right. So after dinner at Sanaa, you all who were running the race had to go to bed early. What time were you actually in bed? That a little after eight, I want to say. Yeah. And Jeanette, did you go to bed as well or did you So do I else? had huge plans to visit the pools that I did not get to go to before. So I'd already conquered the Cozy Cone pool, mm-hmm. but I was going to go to the farthest pool, the Little Mermaid pool, and then to the big blue pool, which is the largest pool on Disney property. So, you know, got to check that off the list. And it was thunderstorming. So if there is thunder or lightning within six mile radius of Walt Disney World, they have to close the pools. So they had closed the pools. I mean, temperature wise, the fact that it wasn't really raining, I was like, it would be so comfortable to be in a pool right now. But, you know, I guess you have to be safe, especially with kids around. Um, So I ended up just sitting at the pool bar. I didn't even order a drink. I just called my husband and chatted for a while. And then um, it did start to rain and I was underneath an umbrella and in a swimsuit. So I guess it really didn't matter if I got rain. (laughs) Um, but I was also in a swimsuit and flip-flop, so it wasn't like I could maybe, like, take a bus and go to Epcot or something. It was, like, really the swimming pool was the option. Um, but, yeah, so I was maybe out until 9.30-ish. Um, and then, you know, I also had no problem going to bed because it was a very full, fun day. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's a hot day. I find that that really takes it out of you. Absolutely. So how did the runners sleep? Did you get enough rest or were you too amped up for the race? Uh, I was a little amped up for a minute, but um, I ended up falling asleep pretty easily. I'm a good sleeper. 
Though I was sitting there in bed going, oh no, I hear thunder, poor Jeanette. But I also enjoyed the sound of thunder lulling me to sleep. Mm-hmm. And what time did you get up? We got up at 3.15. So 3.15 yep. up, what time were you actually on a bus? Uh, we were walking out the room a little bit before 3.45 and the buses were, you know, just a couple minutes away from us. So we were on the bus 3.55, significantly before 4, which is, uh, you know, the last time they tell you you can be on a bus. And we made it uh, to the start of the race with no issues at all. Unfortunately, for the 10 miler, the corrals are in the same location as they are for like the 5K and the 10K. Whereas for the half marathon, it's a much longer walk to get to the starting corrals. Um, so low stress morning to get to the the start of the race. And for some reason, my brain's like, 10 miler, that's like a 10K, not like a half marathon. And so I was super chill. <laughs> <laughs> Still sounds like a long way to me <laughs> to anyone else who's not a runner. <laughs> I, I highly recommend 10 milers for people who are like, ooh, halves are just a little too much. I think 10 milers are a delightful distance. And I can speak from experience that if you start with a 10K, you will you will probably feel like, oh, I could have done 10 miles and the course is so much more interesting. I could do that in the future for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, what time did you actually start running if you're there that early? So the start of the race is five and we were in the second corral, um, but each corral is broken out into multiple start groups within it. Um, and so we were running before five 30. Um, so we were, we were at the, we were actually kind of at the back of our corral just cause crowds and how everything moves around. Um, but yeah, we were running by five 30 and um, along the, <laughs> race course, we made a lot of picture stops. Um, and unfortunately at mile, like only two or so, um, my husband tripped and while he did not fall and hit the ground, the way he like caught himself, he really hurt his foot. Um, and so he was having to take some extra walk breaks, which we weren't expecting. Um, and honestly it was stupid hot. And so having the extra walk breaks was not that bad to me. So definitely one of our slowest paces for a Disney race. When you factor in the time you stand in line for pictures and having, uh, having to walk to keep him going, but it was still, um, a great race. Uh, people recognized our costumes, which I was going to ask. Oh, oh my gosh. The first cast member who recognized our costume before we even got to the corrals, like I, I lost it. I'm like, Oh, I'm so excited. You knew who we were. And then everyone else, if they recognized us, we would sing for them. Um, and yeah, it was it was fun. It, it was hot and it took a while, but um, it's amazing what not having those last 3.1 miles versus a half marathon does for you. Like it just seems so much, so much easier to do 10 miles versus 13.1. What were some of the highlights in terms of characters that you got to see along the way? Um... So the first character we stopped for, who was also like one of the first characters, was Miguel from Coco, uh, who's not someone you usually see out, right? Um, and then after that, we stopped for uh, Carl Fredrickson from Up. Um, nice. Russell was also out on the course, but we skipped Russell. Sorry, Russell. Um, we, we stopped and took a selfie in front of Muppet Vision. 
Um, and then Goofy was out. We always have to stop for Goofy if Goofy doesn't have a really bad line. Um, there were a couple of others, but those those were kind of fun ones to get to see. Yeah. Well, I, I saw a couple of your pictures on Instagram and I did see a rather funny one where you are making a face because someone cut <laughs> you off. <laughs> so people love to do the run and jump in front of a photo pass photographer and that's fine. But if there's a group right in front of you, Getting to the photo pass photographer, you don't need to run and cut them off to do your j run and jump. Like, people like people. I understand everyone wants a good race picture, but this woman, like, literally just got right in front of us and did a big jump in the air. And I tried to photobomb her uh, by sticking my tongue out and making a ridiculous face, but the photo pass photographer didn't capture me in her picture. Instead, it captured me with this other gentleman who honestly does not look like a real person. He looks like a Ken doll or something. It is the oddest picture. This guy doesn't even look real. And then there's me making the worst face in the background. So And he I, had I, nothing I, to do with the reason you were making the face, poor guy. <laughs> poor guy. I fortunately I'm far enough to one side of the picture that if he likes that one, he can crop me out. But it's also just so funny because it's like one half of the picture is like crazy face and then the other half of the picture is like kind of creepily too perfect face <laughs> i mean like i i he looks like he's like uh, ai was like hey ai go draw a picture of a perfect man and a woman looking <laughs> i don't know what i looked but yeah it was that was yeah. something else i i agree i think he looks like somebody who would be in one of those photos that you can just purchase to use for your advertising yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you wrapped up the race. How is your husband's ankle or uh, however his foot? Yeah, it was his foot. Um, he, he was a little grumpy at the end of the race. It was a little hot and his foot hurt. Um, but we finished. Uh, we sent him back to the resort. Um, and Mariah and dad and I hopped on a bus to the Riviera. And at that time, I hopped on the Skyliner to the Riviera and met them. Mm -hmm. And you had breakfast there? We had to do our post-race breakfast. Okay. Our, our, our almond or cinnamon cold brews, which are amazing, um, from the cafe, cafe right in the lobby. Mm -hmm. um, and then the lemon blueberry ricotta pancakes with the mascarpone sauce. I was going to say, you didn't make the mistake of not having the mascarpone this time. I, I, I had it. But you know what? I think I decided that I'm happy that I had it bare one time and then with the cheese the next time because it gave me like a compare and contrast experience. <laughs> That's so positive of you. I know, I know. <laughs> Why dwell on the past? <laughs> I thought it was good the first time and the second time it was amazing. Well, I really tasted the lemon the first time. And then the That's second time true. I was like, well, now I'm tasting how the lemon and the cheese go together. <laughs> All right. So after breakfast, what did you do? We went back to the room so that folks could get all gorgeous. Mm -hmm. um, we had bought um, Genie Plus while they were running and sweating. I was in the, in the re resort um, getting us our Genie Plus. I got Ryan and I uh, 
the most coasterific of the bunch, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Virtual Queue. Mm-hmm. And um, Mickey and Minnie's Railroad for our first ride at uh, Hollywood Studios. So, Marin, you and I assume your dad was wanting to be cautious about that one as well. He has not ridden Guardians, is that correct? He is never going to ride Guardians, uh, which is fine. He has fun doing everything else. Um, yeah. He, but, but interestingly, his favorite ride is Tower of Terror, uh, which we did end up doing a lightning lane for that day. And Tower of Terror does not make him sick. Um, that's one that does bother me. Uh, so we did it anyway and I was fine enough. I just have to like get my bearings about after me, but Mm -hmm. yeah. So those were our first two genies. Genie plus was $20 that day. The park was quite quiet that day. Like crowds definitely had dissipated by Sunday. Um, Mm -hmm. even surprisingly for like after the race, like I would have thought there would have been more race people still around, but it was pretty quiet and especially considering that it was pixar themed race right so you'd think everybody would have then gone to hollywood after but not not so much um but we like we we used it we stacked them and we were able to then like really schedule our day so we did mickey and minnie's uh, runaway railroad we did tower of terror um we took a mandatory gin mule break at brown derby the outdoor bar and I finally got to meet the, the infamous Ron. Ron? Ron is the bartender at Brown Derby Lounge outside. Um, I didn't know he, he was infamous. <laughs> he's always there when I'm there. He's very nice and I always remember he's from Austin so I'm always like ah it's Ron from another city in Texas. Uh, okay wait very so he's nice Marin guy. infamous. He's famous. He's famous with Marin and Mariah. Okay. They know the bartender well. Okay. These are, these, these are the types of friends I look for. I look for the friends <laughs> who know the bartender well. I don't know that he knows us, but we definitely <laughs> know who he is. Uh, and he makes delicious drinks. Usually he's so swamped that he doesn't have a lot of time to chat. And again, oddly chatty. low crowd day, very chatty. It was great. Um, yeah, it was nice. So yeah, three gin mules and an old fashioned for Ryan and... Yeah, it was perfect midday snack (laughs) drink. (laughs) And then we strategically separated. Okay. Because uh, we got uh, Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run, for Ryan and I. Again, the most coasterific of the bunch. And Marin and Mariah and Marin's dad, Mark, went off to... Toy Story, Midway Mania. Where Marin was yet again the champion. Were you? Do you have any secrets? Because I can never seem to be my husband in that. <laughs> you know, my husband and I have both read online that like the way to get the highest score is to play as a team. And we have never done that because we're just too competitive. How do you play as and... a team? I think it has something to do with getting the explosive. Target. Oh, getting it to sort of like level up like the the volcano that's yeah. yeah so you okay. hit the targets that then rain out more targets 
Okay. And then you work together to get all those targets. I can see how that would work now. All right. I'm going to have to try that next time because we always, uh, Alex and I always team up against Charles and he inevitably beats us every time. Well, and if he's riding by himself, I have mixed opinions about like, depending on who your partner is, if it's better to be alone or with someone. When Ryan and I are together, since we're both crazy competitive, we usually both have fairly high scores. Um, If I'm with like my mom, my score is not usually as high. And I think that kind of has to do with like what targets you as a group have opened up, but it's a game. I don't know why I put that much thought into it. Meanwhile, Ryan and I got randomly selected to be the pilots on Millennium Falcon. So that was really fun because I'd been a pilot on it before, but only when my husband and I were so obnoxious that they put us in a ride vehicle by ourselves to be the pilot. Because they're like, (laughs) you guys are obviously not experienced at this. So we're going to put you in one by yourself so you don't ruin anybody else's experience. (laughs) So apparently that is something they can do. And uh, this time was my first time being a pilot with the other roles. And it was really cool to see how equal the effort actually is. Like there really is jobs for each of the roles to do. And even to the point where I felt like sometimes as a pilot, I didn't have control Mm -hmm. because they like turned my control off to focus the control on one of the other players. So did you feel successful as a pilot in getting you where you needed to be or did you <laughs> crash? I feel land? like I got, I feel like I had a very low bar to go above and I went slightly above it. I was not good the first time I was a pilot and I was like slightly better this time, slightly. Okay. And I had warned Ryan that I was going to yell at him because if, if you haven't been on the ride before, it's like, it separates the driving mechanism Mm-hmm. It's right, left, up, down, where normally if you were playing a game, you would have control of all of those directions, right? right. You, Your brain would be taking care of all of those directions. So mm-hmm. I felt like last time I did it, I needed to yell at my husband, but I don't yell at my husband, so I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like regretting not yelling at my husband. So you yelled at my husband. <laughs> I told Ryan, I was like, um, I'm going to probably yell at you. And then I didn't really yell at him because he, you know, he did, he did well. He did well enough that he didn't need me to yell at him. Um, but we got, mar- we got Marauder, which is kind of right in the middle. So okay. If we had gotten just a little bit better, we would have been pirates, which would have been very exciting. But we, you know, like we did pretty well. Okay. All right. Where did you head after that? I know you had a Woody's Roundup uh, reservation. What did you do more before the reservation or? No, we actually ended up moving up to an earlier Oh, no, that's not true. We went on Rise. I'm sorry. Oh, did you? We went okay. on Rise. Oh, we did. Yeah. You are correct. Did all of you do it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Was it anyone's first time? Uh-uh. No. Okay. All experienced um, resistance people. Though we were all coming up with uh, funny things to say if we got interrogated by the First Order cast members. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say that I was looking for the First Order fun run. Um, <laughs> the First Order family fun run. Family fitness fun run. Yeah. And I was going to say that I was headed to a yoga retreat on Exegol, <laughs> which is the mysterious fifth planet. Yeah, I was like, I've never even heard of that planet. <laughs> But no one asked us, so... So I guess we have to save them for next time. 
Yeah, keep those in your back pocket. I have to ask, uh, was Kylo Ren working that day? He was not. He was in his mm. TIE fighter. Okay. All right. All right. You know, I only found out recently that when he's not working, he's in a, like, I've never known to look out for him. I just, I assumed like, oh, they're making it seem like he's behind the wall because you hear his voice. But I now have since literally within the past week or two heard that that's what happened. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, now I need to look outside when, uh, when he's broken or whatever, he's on a break. (laughs) On a break. Whenever he's being Matt, the radar technician. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So after Rise, you headed over to Woody's Roundup. And that, uh, for anybody who's listening, it is April 20th, 2023. So it is a very new restaurant. So what did you think? Pleasantly surprised. I actually called it out as my favorite dining experience of the trip mm-hmm. because it so exceeded my expectations. Now, saying that, I don't eat meat. So I was not there to have like me with barbecue sauce on it. That was not my interest, mm-hmm. but I do eat fish and I ordered the salmon and the salmon is excellent. Really good. It's well, it's like a, a perfect size portion. It's delicious. Like it's way more delicious than it should be in like a very kid themed restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as someone who does eat meat um, and is from Texas, had low expectations of the barbecue, which is fine. Uh, the ribs were fine, but honestly, yeah, the salmon was excellent. The salmon, uh, in terms of like protein options, was by far my favorite. And then the sides were really good too. Um, yeah, sides were excellent. So yeah, the sides were really good. We did the tots that came with the cheese sauce and a green, green goddess dressing, which was really really good combo. Um, we did the mac and cheese. The I vegetables. loved. I think I ate most of that bowl. Yeah, yeah, they were good. Uh, the vegetables, um, the fried pickles, which are very similar to the ones that they do at Carnation Cafe in Disneyland. So loved those. Um, and then the corn. And I was meh on the corn, but I think my dad ate like three of the pieces of corn because he loves corn. So okay. it was interesting. Yeah. Like it was kind of like other than the salmon, which was generally enjoyed by everyone who eats fish um it was kind of a mix of like what everybody's favorite was like everybody had like a slightly different favorite item how were the biscuits because i think they had the cheddar biscuits they were good yeah those were good too Mm -hmm. with the pepper jelly it was that was all good salads were good desserts Mm -hmm. were good and it's all you care to enjoy, correct? So you could ask for more of anything you had already initially ordered, or let's say you ordered, picked your sides and you wanted to try a different side. Could you do that? I think you could, because we actually asked for five sides instead of four, mm-hmm. and they did let us have um, a fifth one, because it does say like four for the table. Um, yeah, they did asked. bring us out. So like most of the sides came out as two bowls for a group of five, and they did bring us out a single bowl of some of the sides because we had ordered five instead of four. Okay. All right. But like, honestly, the first load they bring you is a lot. Uh, More than enough. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I will say in terms of vegetarian offerings, because we did have a vegetarian basket there, um, you know, like there's a lot of fake sausage at Disney. So you kind of can get tired out by that. That was part of it. Um, But there was like, I was sort of like a meatloaf like a faux meatloaf 
And that was actually pretty good. I, I thought that that was good. And it was a nice thing to have barbecue sauce on, which as a non-meat eater, we don't always get to have a whole lot of foods that do well with barbecue sauce. So that And was I really like y'all's cauliflower. Um, yeah. And the, the cauliflower, cauliflower was good. It had harissa on it. And it's always mm-hmm. nice when one of the options is not just fake meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anything else to report uh, for that day? Or was it an early to bed because of the race? So one would think it was an early to bed day, but um, <laughs> dad, Ryan, and I went and rested for a while and Mariah and Jeanette actually rested for a very brief period of time. Um, and then they went back out to Epcot and did a couple of things at Epcot. I got us a Genie Plus for Frozen and Mariah and I were sharing a room, sharing a bed. So after about like, close to an hour of resting, I just said, hey, I'm going to go into Epcot and use that Frozen. Do you want to come with me? Do you want to join me later? And she was like, yeah, let's go. Let's just do it. So she rallied. It was actually thunderstorming again. So we had to take the bus to get to Epcot, but it was pretty quick. Um, And we did Frozen and we did uh, the Fiesta tour and when in Mexico you have to get margaritas. So she got a fancy margarita from inside. I got the cheapy Fiesta margarita from outside because for me that is nostalgia in a cup. I will say it was not as good as I remember it. So I don't know that I'm going to get nostalgia in a cup ever again, but you know, sometimes we have to make those mistakes. Is the Fiesta margarita just like a standard flavor or is that a specific flavor? It is a layered frozen margarita that is all of their frozen flavors in one cup. And it was much smokier than I remember. I feel like Epcot Mexico has gotten very into putting mezcal. Yes, I have noticed that. Mezcal is not needed. Everything's got mezcal. We don't need the mezcal and especially in a frozen margarita where it's just like, just let it be its sugary silliness. It does not need to be a super fancy margarita. And then we walked around and Mariah got a little bit of festival food that evening. And we ended up in France to watch Epcot Forever. And Marin and um, Mark and Ryan actually met us there. And you can, I guess you can talk about your journey to get to Epcot Forever. Yeah, we, we thought we were going to take the Skyliner to the boardwalk to get ice cream. Um, and then as we're on the Skyliner, I'm like, it's actually closer to go to France than it is to go to the ice cream place on the boardwalk. So why don't we get ice cream in France? And so uh, we were like some of the last people. They were running very low on flavors at that time. But we all had a little ice cream from France. Uh, Dad was like, OK, I'm done. And Skyliner back to the room. And uh, Ryan and I stayed and watched Epcot forever uh, with Mariah and Jeanette. And yeah, enjoyed our ice cream. So that was fun. What flavors did you get? I actually did the chocolate macaroon or macaron sandwich. Macaron. Don't want to get it confused with American macaroon. He, 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 ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, exactly. And it was it was great. Um, Ryan had like the yogurt blueberry ice cream or something. They were very low on flavor, so he picked some odd ones. Um, he was like, eh, they were fine, but the macaron was great. Yeah, I like to do the brioche ice cream sandwich there. But, I mean, you have to have an appetite to do that one because it, it is filling. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we didn't need that at that point. Yeah. How is Epcot forever? I love it because I love the music from the old rides and such. And so you just play that music that brings back memories and put fireworks over it. 
and I'm happy. But I do recognize that in in comparison to so many of the Disney nighttime shows, it's it's very low key. Yeah, it's it's cute though. Um, Mariah and I had seen it when it made its first run, and I swear there were jet skis in it, and the, there weren't jet skis this time. I but... think there were. I I saw it once, I believe, and okay. Okay. yeah, I remember jet skis with kites or something. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Costco, they're not running them right now though, because some of the barges are still in the water. Um, yeah, from that's true. And so it might mm-hmm. be in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's get those barges out of there. Come on. <laughs> so I did not notice this, but I read it online. On our last day there, they had actually removed the biggest center barge. And yeah. we were too busy having fun, which we'll get to in a minute, uh, to, to notice that they'd removed it. So what happened after Epcot Forever? You went home? We went or... to bed. Okay. <laughs> we were able to take the Skyliner back. Mm-hmm. Line wasn't too bad. Kept moving. Nice. Tell me when you ended up taking the buses because the Skyliner was down due to the thunderstorms, it drops you off at the front of the park, I'm assuming, right? And once you get used to International Gateway, it is really hard to adjust to that front entrance again. Although we we were just apparently slick at it because we had to get to uh, Frozen, I think it was by like 7.55 was the latest. I mean, you know, they do give you wiggle room. Um, And I think we entered the park at like 7.20 and got to Frozen by 7.40. Okay. All right. So no problem getting from the front of the park back to Mexico or back to Norway. Yeah. Not too bad. All right. So a good night of sleep. And then the next day you were heading on the Skyliner again to Epcot because you had some plans which included a Space 220 lunch. Yes, and we had a very rainy morning. So our we have had the best luck, I think, with weather in our past few Disney trips this year, but all the rain showed up on this trip. So we had a rainy morning where we ended up grabbing, doing mobile order and grabbing breakfast from the food court, At our which was good. Yeah. yeah. And then we headed to Epcot. Uh, it was still raining a little, so we were dealing with ponchos and umbrellas and such. And uh, we ended up hiding out in the Connections uh, Creations. Creation Shop Connections Cafe. Yeah, Creation Shop. To get out of the rain before our space reservation um, started. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, as a side note, uh, a lot of people were very upset when Mouse Gear closed. But I Artists have to say, formerly I really known as Mouse like Gear. the Creation Shop. I like it too. I feel like it's a shop that is hard not to buy something at. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's how they set things up or what. It's just like my eyes are like, okay, I need that. I need that. I need that. Let me squeeze that that Stitch doll, which I know neither of you like, but I love Stitch. And, you know, I oh, Marin. Like a big-footed Stitch doll. Are you not a Stitch person? I just don't get it. I, I mean, don't like cool. him. <laughs> he's fine. He's just not my guy. Well, I love him enough to cover both of you. He's chaotic. That's acceptable. That is acceptable. <laughs> I don't like it. Well, if you ask Marin and crew, they would probably say I'm pretty chaotic. So She has more energy than anyone and I mean I mean that with love but like it's it's impressive for someone to like wake up as happy as she is I mean they keep inviting me so they must not be that annoyed by it but yes when I am in Disney World 
I am basically like, you don't even have to give me sugar. I'm on a sugar high. Yeah. Not, not annoyed, impressed. Yeah, I don't care how tired I am. Where there's a will, there's a way. I will get up at the time that I mean to get up. I am not oversleeping. So I, I have actually taken, though, at Disney, to I take sleep aids every night. Because if not, I am too excited. I cannot sleep. <laughs> and and only at Disney. I don't do this at home. It's like I just have these sleep aids for every night that I'm at Disney. And I'm so exhausted when I get back to the room. I'm like, boom. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I will say I, I usually bring melatonin with me just in case I need it. But I don't think I've ever once taken it at Disney because I sleep so well there. A combination of how busy you are, the steps you get in, the... Uh, temperature and then just the beds are very comfortable um, all that combined it's usually fine but okay so you hung out there and then you went to space 220 how was that it was great uh, I think it's a, a very consistent restaurant um, I think you know it doesn't have my favorite cocktails but the wine menu is fine um, and the food is all good I had a cocktail. I had the imagination and I loved that actually. It's a gin cocktail with passion fruit. It's got the pop rocks on the edge of the glass. Oh yeah. Um, it's, was it gin it or vodka? Sweet. No, it was gin. Oh, I guess I can't read. I don't dance with vodka cocktails. <laughs> um, I need my alcohol to actually have a little bit of flavor to it. She likes the whiskey so, drink, but not the vodka drink. <laughs> yeah, I do the whiskey. I do the bourbon. I do the tequila. I do the gin. I don't play with vodka. You're wasting my time. So, <laughs> um, but the waitress was like highly recommending it and everything she listed in it. I was like, like that, like that, like that. Actually previously ordered a mocktail with the Pop Rock. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm going for it. And I loved it. It's sweet, but I didn't feel like it was too sweet. And I will, um, you know, refuse to return to a cocktail if it's too sweet. So I would go back to the imagination. How was your vegetarian option there or fish? I also got fish. I got the burrata to start and the salmon as my second. And this was the same thing that I got in February. It is, to me, the perfect selection at space. I hope they never change it. I would get it every single time. And it was the best meal. Like taking away the sort of awe factor of thinking that Roundup Rodeo would maybe not be good and then it was good. Space was the best meal. How did you feel, Mary? Um, So I also had the salmon and my dad had the salmon. The salmon is very good. Um, And I did the beet salad again, um, which was also great. yeah, I think I think the food's just it's good. Uh, I stole some of my husband's. What did he get? He had steak the steak frites, and those were really good. And my dad did the um, his appetizer was the calamari, also good. Um, so yeah, we were too full for dessert, but that's okay. And we also wanted to leave room for festival food nibbling. Yes, yeah. So what did you do after lunch? I assume you got some walking in after a big meal. So surprisingly, we ended up uh, heading back, I think, right after space to change. So uh, we kind of changed up our plans. My husband had to go do some work stuff. And I was being high maintenance in that I had made this Peter Pan mermaid play suit 
And I was like, I have to get some photos in Fantasyland. And initially our plan was to, to go to Fantasyland on Tuesday morning. Um, but it didn't feel like that was, we didn't need another um, full Magic Kingdom day. Um, for, sorry, Tuesday for Tuesday morning. So we switched up our plans in terms of let's do more time on Monday at Magic Kingdom, including being patient with Jeanette and letting her take a bunch of pictures in her in her me made outfit, and then um, switch to Epcot for Tuesday morning. All right. So if you if you did that, what about your plan to try to complete your Ducktales adventure? That became Tuesday's mission. Yeah. Yeah. So Monday ended up being uh, more Magic Kingdom. Jeanette's amazing photo shoot. Um, you know, she had Marin, such a great photographer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you can find it on Instagram. It's very pink. It's nice when you have somebody with you who you can trust to take a good photo. Oh, and I had like previously asked her, like, will you be my Instagram husband for this trip? <laughs> anytime, anytime. But yeah, so we, we hit up a couple of things in Magic after that. Um, I made everyone do Small World. I love Small World. I took a million pictures on Small World because I'm very into Mary Blair right now after reading the book Queens of Animation. Yeah, I need to read that one. Yeah. It's so good. Well, two of my tattoos are Small World inspired. So I love I love Mary Blair's art as well. I love Small World, and I know that the song can get stuck in your head, but I, to me, it's a must-do on every mm-hmm. trip. I actually found that, like, taking pictures throughout writing it, writing it, pardon me, um, made me less annoyed by the song. Hmm. I don't know how you could ever be annoyed by the song, but, yeah, it's, a, it's an earworm, but it's, like, it's a good earworm. I don't know. I, I love it. I love it. I, I, love, I love Mary Blair. I love the Sherman Brothers. It's always delightful mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. You know, I can't remember if I told you this or not, um, but I recently learned that they have to give the dolls haircuts Mm -hmm. because of the humidity or something. It makes their hair actually grow. Mm -hmm. That's kind of creepy. I know. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of costume and and hair maintenance for small ones. I know. And you would think like, what? I mean, it's not like the dolls are running around. How are they wearing out their costumes? But... Just keep I moving. I mean, unless you're one of those can-can dancers. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, and then that night was, of course, dessert party and happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, you're Sorry. wearing your happily ever after shirts, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So right after my photo shoot, I went into the Rapunzel bathroom and changed into my happily ever after t-shirt. I showed off my previous life as a theater person quick change skills it was nice <laughs> and uh yeah put on my t-shirt and some bike shorts and and matched the crew so we all had our had our Marin made um works of art on how was the dessert party it was fun worth it um you know worth it for the viewing area for sure Um, Mm -hmm. the desserts were what you would expect for a buffet of desserts they were they were good but they weren't like uh, rice pudding at Sanaga. They were fine, um, but both mm-hmm. desserts. It was nice that they had some cheese and crackers and some fruit. Um, and they had, it does include wine and beer if you're over 21. And they had pog juice and champagne or Prosecco, I'm not sure. 
um, not not high in champagne or anything, but so you can make pog mimosas, which is always which we did an excellent Disney nice. decision. Yeah, <laughs> you get uh, viewing on the hub, so that was really great, like the hub grass area. Um, so I think yeah, if you're a huge happily ever after fan, and oh my goodness, the crowd for happily ever after just to get the viewing, I think it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's worth it to do it once for sure. Yeah. And then given that there are like projections on Main Street, I would say like try other views. Yeah. Like have other experiences as well. But I think to do it once is definitely worth it, especially if you're a Happily Ever After fan, which we obviously are. <laughs> or if you are just really averse to tight crowds like that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. 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 It, the, the entire like hub area was packed. Main Street was pretty packed. Like, and obviously this is only what two weeks of happily ever after being back. So people are still all over it because it wasn't a crazy crowded day. Um, but everyone was there for happily ever after for sure. Did you do the version of the dessert party where you had your dessert before or after the fireworks? Before. We did the before Okay. One. Pre-party. Okay. And you liked the timing of that? Yes. But people were like, so the dessert party starts at 7.30. We got there at, what, 7.15, 7.20? Like 7.28, yeah. <laughs> oh, we were, it was a little bit before 7.30. It was even earlier? Yeah. yeah I think you're right, like 7.15. And they let us in early, but people were leaving the dessert party to go line up in the preferred viewing area, like the reserved view area before eight um we went at 8 30 and we still had a great spot it was fun but that's still 30 minutes before the show and you have a reserved viewing like it's it's popular right now i mean i would say that's why you're paying the higher price though so i can't imagine paying that price and then heading out so early to go stand in a place where you are supposed to have plenty of space no i mean i think that's that's the thing like if you are one of those people who like to go hours early mm-hmm. and you can swing it uh to pay for a dessert party definitely do the dessert party and spend that time relaxing and enjoying pog mimosas um instead of you know standing on the hub and trying to guard your spot <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that was the end of that day or anything else to report? Oh, no. We, we went got to Tron. a nighttime Tron Lightning nice. Lane. We purchased that one so mm-hmm. that we could specifically get a time that was after the sun had gone down. And how much were those per person that particular night? 20. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And so my dad hadn't done it earlier, so he took a Dramamine uh and did tron and loved it and was was fine uh i would say he was a little like oh getting off of it for a sec but yeah he was great um and even well enough that we went and did uh jungle cruise before calling it a night because there was no line for jungle cruise and you can never have enough jungle cruise well i'm glad he enjoyed it and i'm glad it didn't make him feel terrible although had it made him feel terrible at least it was the end of the night and the next day was the travel day so you could kind of you know be a little bit more laid back with your park time that day if you needed to be all right so final day and it became final day ducktales Uh, so I would say dad and Ryan and I were dragging a little, um, we all had to get up and and get cleaned up and pack, but Jeanette and Mariah being their energetic selves 
got out of the room, packed up or packed up and got out of the room maybe 20 minutes before we did, went checked their bags. Um, y'all hit up Riviera for coffee. And then we essentially did the same thing. We were just 20 minutes behind them, grabbed a coffee at Riviera and then all met up at Epcot. Although I will add that during that 20 minute period of time, when Mariah and I got to Epcot, Mariah indulged me in a meet and greet with Daisy. And I was very excited because I was carrying a Daisy duck bag and I had on my ducktail shirt and my interaction with her was so fun. It was very much me fangirling her, but then also her fangirling me back because of my bag and my ducktail shirt. And like, it was really fun. I, it's funny, like when, when characters were not a thing during lockdown, during Panini stuff, um, I was sort of like, it's fine. I don't really miss it. And then, and now that they're back, whenever I do indulge in it I'm like it's just it's so fun I I, who am I that I like want to hug this person dressed as a duck but I do so there we are (laughs) did you get any video footage of your interaction with her Mariah took so many photos and they're all live photos so it's yeah there there is a lot of documentation of it all right so 20 minutes later the rest of the group shows up and we start our DuckTales adventure in UK because there there is a DuckTales uh, mission in UK and we hadn't done that one yet. So for the people who had not been on the adventure previously, they just joined where you were or you sort of restarted? They did, but we wanted to go back and do everything so that everybody would get a chance to do everything. And then the other thing is that with the DuckTales adventure, you only get assigned a certain number of missions in Mm -hmm. each country and there are actually more missions than you would get assigned to complete the country Ah, so two people do it playing the same game might end up doing slightly different missions in each spot so you could go back and do it multiple times and have a totally different you could and you would find that there was there would very likely be uh ones that you hadn't done the first time through yeah we learned that the hard way our first time doing it all three of it was Jeanette and Ryan and I and we're all three doing it on separate phones and then we're like wait you're doing something different so then we all switched to you just do one phone per country does it matter which country you start in or can you just pick where you'd like to be you can start in whichever country you would like um but what was interesting um so we started in the UK um, and then we did uh, Mexico. So we, we went that direction and we stopped in Mexico for margaritas. Um, I as had, you do. As you do. I had the avocado margarita this time because there were very few that didn't have um, mezcal in them. And so um, I had done the lily margarita last time, which is like the $45 margarita. It's good. The avocado margarita is uh, much less expensive and very tasty. I have to say, when I was there in February, I wanted to try the Lily Margarita because I'd heard so much about it, and it was sort of a photo opportunity and the the presentation of it all. And it was okay. And my husband got the avocado margarita because I had had it and raved about it, mm-hmm. and he, I was jealous that he had gotten that. If there's nothing else to drink, I'll have a frozen margarita. I'd prefer 
margaritas mm-hmm. on the rocks. But Same. the avocado margarita, it's not like a super sweet frozen margarita. Absolutely. It's nice and creamy and it's it's so different. So and I noticed they made a shirt of it. Did you see that one? No. I took a picture of it. I'll have to send it to you guys. Um, I took a photo of it because I have a friend who really likes the avocado margarita. And I was like, they have shirts now. (laughs) Oh, I guess I'm going to need, I'll need to make one of those. No, if it exists, buy it. Don't make it. Um, (laughs) But yeah. So after Mexico, we headed over to, to Norway, which is where one of the missions was supposed to be. A very cool mission. A very cool mission because we'd done that one last time. And oddly, it was not available on the app that time. Um, and I asked a cast member at guest service, we asked a cast member at Norway and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know. So they're like, try someone at guest services. And we asked a cast member at guest services and the guy like, had no idea what we were talking about. So yeah, oddly, um, Norway was not available as part of our DuckTales mission that day. So we backed to China instead. Where you had your tipsy duck. Yeah, I did not get a margarita because I knew I wanted to get Tipsy Duck, which is like tea, chocolate milk, boba, and bourbon. Mm-hmm. And you get that at the, the tea stand, right? Yeah, the Joy of Tea. And it should not be good, but it is delicious <laughs> and delightful. I promised Jeanette that I'm going to try that one on my next trip, even though it doesn't sound like it should be good. She's raved about it enough. I'm going to try it. We also got some festival foods in China, but I would say they were just they were okay. Fine. Yeah, not my favorite. But yeah, so then we, we kept going with DuckTales. So we did China, um, Germany. Germany, which is my favorite of the DuckTales missions is in Germany. Okay. Um, and, and we'd done it before, but it was still really cute. Um, and then we did Japan, which was new to us. We hadn't done Japan before. That one was very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to give people too many spoilers on these. I know. That's why I'm not asking very many questions. <laughs> yeah, they're so fun. No, I'm not telling you why it was cool. I'm not telling you why Germany is my favorite. You have to go and do it yourself. But just know that doing the, doing the if you're a fan of DuckTales, it's, and, and the show is no longer on, right? So there's no new episodes. It's like new episodes of DuckTales, only you're part of them. So, Do you find that by, uh, you know, the, the game aside, so you're, you're doing the game, you maybe are a DuckTales fan, you're having fun with the game. Does it give you new uh, perspective on Epcot and the different countries? Do you see things that you maybe would not have seen before? 100%. Absolutely. It makes you explore areas that like maybe you haven't in a while. Um or maybe you never have it all. See details that you would have missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a good way to see Epcot from a from a different perspective. Highly recommend it. And it takes about a half hour per country. So, like, if you think about if you're like bopping along through the countries, maybe you don't know what to check out, or you don't have dining reservations, so you're not going to expend extended time there. It gives you about a half hour in in each of the countries where the game is present, and it's just, it's really it's it's a great way to experience those countries. Yeah. And I would say that for uh, people who have been before in particular, it's just an example of how there are so many different ways to do Disney. And as many times as the two of you have gone, because you are frequent flyers when it comes to (laughs) Disney. Just got my AP today. 
but you always find new things to do. So it, there's never a time when you're going to go to Disney and you're not going to do something new or see something in a new light. And taking the opportunity to do an experience like this, whereas if you're if you're focused on just rides and getting from ride to ride to ride, and if you think that's all Disney is, then you're not doing it right. You're missing out on a lot of the joy. Yeah, there's so many things to take advantage of, whether it's food or, you know, talking to other guests or talking to the cast members. It's, there's lots of ways to do Disney and um, and you can always have a new experience. So, yeah, 100%. We finished in France mm-hmm. and then celebrated with fish and chips in UK. So ending back where we began. And then we were we were done with the theme parks. Like we were like, this is we did it. And the theme parks for this trip. What time of uh, day was that in comparison to when you needed to go to the airport? It was three p.m. Mm-hmm. And we needed to be to the airport by like seven. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, when we sat down for fish and chips, is also when we discovered that everyone's flights had been delayed. Um, most of us were flying Southwest and due to the Southwest issue that day, um, our flights had all been delayed. And then for some odd reason, Jeanette, who was not flying I Southwest, think because my was plane was coming from a smaller airport, it got affected by the Southwest delays. And then also it shifted, I mean, it's kind of boring, but it shifted when my pilots arrived. So my plane arrived yeah. like an hour and a half before my pilots arrived. So all that fun. But we kept having fun even after we realized our flights were delayed. Yep. So we went and hopped on the monorail. Um, My dad is a big fan of monorail riding. Um, Honestly, I love using Disney transportation just for the sake of using Disney transportation, Mm -hmm. like not even to go places. We'd actually done another monorail loop earlier in the trip that we forgot about. I mean, to me, it's like, did you really go to Disney World if you didn't ride at least, you know, three versions of Disney transportation? Well, and with the Main Street vehicle, you all got in more than you normally would have. Yeah, exactly. And the the railroad, we did the railroad. So we got in, I think that's five. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. So we did good. But yeah, so we, we took the monorail over to the Enchanted Rose at the Grand Floridian. Um, and had uh, the truffle fries and the flatbread and some drinks there. I made a quick stop in Basin to get some. Of course you did. So they are my, the Grand Floridian specifically, their location mm-hmm. of the Basin has some specialty Mickey soaps that you can't get anywhere else, that you can't get on their website. So I got, I got some extra bars to hold me through until, until our next trip in the fall. I'm a huge fan of their shower steamers. They have some that smell so good. And I like to use one of those because then it makes me feel like I'm on vacation. (laughs) Yeah. I always forget about the shower steamers. That's a good reminder. I was going to ask drinks at Enchanted Rose. Anything you'd recommend in particular there? Anything. Yeah, all their drinks are good, and they can make drinks that aren't on the menu. Um, For some reason, there's been a running joke about Brandy Alexander's with um, Ryan and Mariah, and so that is what my husband ordered. And interestingly enough, that day, one of the bartenders really likes to make Brandy Alexander's, and she carries her nutmeg with her, because they don't always have nutmeg at Enchanted Rose, and so he got, like, the right 
bartender that day to make his brandy alexander but yeah all their drinks are great my dad had um one of the non-alcoholic drinks it's like um iced tea and juices or something and he really enjoyed it so yeah they were all good yeah i didn't get it this time but i think my favorite there is the lavender fog yeah that's the one with the earl gray right yeah mm-hmm. it is a bit of a desserty cocktail so you'd have to be mm-hmm. in the mood for a desserty cocktail which i was not but um every cocktail that i've had there is and delightful yeah it was time then to head to the airport return the rental car everything went okay with that yeah we had this brilliant idea that since flights were delayed um and we 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 felt we still felt like we needed to get to the airport because you never know when they're going to move your flight back on schedule right um so we had this brilliant idea that we were going to drop Jeanette off at terminal c Uh, And then the rest of us were going to meet her there because there's a wine bar, George, and we hadn't made it to Disney Springs to go to wine bar, George. Um, So we dropped her and Mariah off. Dad and Ryan and I went to check our bags and drop the rental car off. And security at Terminal C told Mariah to plan for an hour and a half to get between terminals. Um, And so since we dropped her off there, she needed to plan for an hour and a half to get back to terminals A and B uh dad and ryan and i went oh well we have to plan to get there and back so we opted not to do that but jeanette and mariah got to enjoy the wine bar george at terminal c uh which is why i was drinking wine tonight because i did not get to have my camus grandery petite Syrah, which is my favorite wine that they always have at wine bar george but i had a bottle at home <laughs> that i opened last night and had some last night and today um in honor of of wine bar george since i didn't get to join them and i will say so if you are a fan of wine bar george there is a lot of shared menu items Uh, it is not as robust of a menu there is definitely a wonderful wine list the ambiance is not great though it's kind of like a kiosk right in the middle of the, the yeah of the airport but you know like art smith has a restaurant mm-hmm. in that terminal he has as well the diner i ate there but it's, I think that that's cute. I think that that space is pretty cute, whereas this is like really right in the middle of the walkway. So there's, it's, there's not much ambiance to it. But if you are, if you happen to be in Terminal C and you want a good bite and a good glass of wine, it is nice to have it there. Unfortunately, though, Terminal C has zero ground transportation. So it is not at all a convenient terminal. Why did they say that it was going to take that long between terminals? Because I understand. There's a lot of walking involved. Yeah. They were estimating about a half hour to walk from C to AB and then to give yourself an hour to get through security once you get to Terminal A or B. Oh, yeah. Especially because we were there in the evening and they closed TSA pre-check. And so even if you're pre-check, you have to get normal line. Security can get back pretty backed up at leaving MCO out of terminals A and B if you're there. You know what? I I honestly forgot that you'd have to go through security at that point. For some reason in my mind, I was like, oh, if you're at that terminal, then you could just scoot over. (laughs) Yeah, it would be nice if they had better connectivity, especially especially after security. Um, But, you know, in Terminal A, we had uh, Cask and Lager as the little restaurant in there. And it's totally fine, too. So, you know, if you're stranded in any of the terminals at Orlando, there's options. Um, unfortunately, the more Disney options are in Terminal C. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to be stranded in an airport, it might as well be MCO, right? Or you might as well just go back to Disney, <laughs> which is something I have done before. Day. 
I, I have definitely had my flight delayed so late um, on a Disney trip that I was sure it was going to get canceled, booked a cheap hotel room, and flown out the next morning instead. Yeah. Well, that's when you start doing that Disney math, both in terms of money mm-hmm. and time. And what, what mm-hmm. can I do? And now that Jeanette is a newly initiated member of the annual pass club, yay! I, mean, I would yay. stay. I would just yeah. stay forever. Uh, forever. All right. Well, I just want to thank both of you for joining me and for uh, being such fun first trip report guests. So um, please do share some pictures um, and I will be sure to put them in a place where people who are listening to the episode can access them on, on my Instagram page for the podcast. So thank you all very much. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Virginia. Yeah, this is awesome. And that's a wrap on the first official Trip Report episode. Thank you again, Jeanette and Marin, for taking the time to chat with me. I hope if you enjoyed this episode, you will subscribe, tell a friend, follow the podcast on Instagram, submit for consideration to be a future Trip Report guest. Anything and everything would be appreciated. Thank you for listening. And until next time, keep daydreaming about where you want to be.